Thank you very much. Thank you. Wow, what a crowd. Oh, what a crowd. I've been here many times. I say we want car plants built here, and we're building a lot of them. We're building a lot of them. Well, hello, Michigan. Great to be with you. Great. Special place. It's great to be back in this incredible state with thousands of loyal, hardworking American patriots. We're all patriots. 17 days from now, we're going to win the state of Michigan. We're going to win four more years in the White House. I'd like to speak with you today about one of the most vital issues in this race. You know what it is. It's the radical left's plan to erase American history, purge American values, and destroy the American way of life. And that's what they're trying to do. You see it every day. That's what they're trying to do. We're not going to let that happen. This election will decide whether we preserve our magnificent heritage or whether we allow far-left radicals to wipe it all away. That's not going to happen. Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, has made a corrupt bargain in exchange for his party's nomination. He has handed control of his party over to the hardcore militant left. You know that. You see that every day. The Democrat Party you once knew longer, no, just no longer exists, right? It's not, this is not the same party. These people are crazy. It's now the party of socialists, Marxists, and left-wing extremists. If Biden wins, the lawless demonstrators in our streets that are around Democrat-run cities and state, not Republican-run. These are Democrat-run, and we want to go in, and we want to help them, and largely they don't want to be helped. It's an incredible thing. But they're all over our streets, and these areas will be ended. We want to end it. We want to end it. And you know, they're in theory, they're supposed to say, please come in. They don't like to say it. Minneapolis, they said it. We went in and boy, did that take about what, 30 minutes to solve that problem. And that's why, and that's why we're going to win Minnesota. Hasn't been won since 1972 by a Republican. We're going to win Minnesota. Of course, having people like Omar doesn't hurt either. Omar, Ilan Omar, she, uh, she doesn't love our country too much. I don't think so. They crave power, and God help us if they ever did get it. God help us. I can tell you that. You just have to look all over the world at different places. God help us. This election day, the people of Michigan must stop these anti-American radicals by issuing... Joe Biden and his group, a thundering defeat at the ballot box. And by the way, it seems to be happening. Seems to be happening. I don't want to speak too early, but you know, there's a big story out right now. Do you know that? Do you know about it, right? You know, we're supposed to be way behind until Election Day when all the Republicans go and you're going to have a red wave like you've never seen before. And even the fake news media is saying that we're going to have a wave. We're going to have a wave like you've never seen before, but we're supposed to be way behind, you know, for the first few days. So it just came out. We're leading. What's Early voting. But let's not talk about it. it doesn't mean, 
You know what they call that? An early maybe signal, right? Maybe. Who knows? But there's a lot of concern going on out there. This sounds like a little bit like four years ago, but this should be much bigger because we've done everything we said and more. You know, we've done it all. We brought your, in your case, we brought your plants back. You remember 12 years ago or so, I got man of the year in Michigan. I said, well, that's nice. I came to Michigan. And I made this speech like, why are you allowing them to take your automobile business, your car making business? Why are you allowing them to take it to Mexico and Canada and every place else? Why are you allowing? I made this big deal. I actually got blasted for it. You know, they, they named me man of the year and I'm complaining, right? But no, I hated what it's probably why I'm here. It's probably the number one thing, what they were doing to us. in trade. But now, now Michigan has many, many factories. You didn't have a factory built for 40 years. Now you have many factories being built, already built, and a lot of them being expanded. It's a whole different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. And they come in from Japan. I'll tell you, just uh, retired, a great man, Prime Minister Abe. And I said to him six months ago, I said, uh, Mr. Prime Minister, you got to do, you got to get us some more factories. You're selling cars to us. We're not taxing you. You know, a lot of crazy policies, but you got to get us. And he said, uh, well, this is a, a thing for companies. I said, you have great power. I said, well, the government doesn't get involved. You got to do it. And he said, uh, well, we will look into it. Next day, they announced five factories coming in. <laughs> and he was, he was a great prime minister and a great guy. He's a friend of ours. And uh, he was forced. He had a medical difficulty. But I'll tell you what, what a fabulous guy. But we had... I mean, what you're doing in Michigan has been amazing. Now, you got to get your governor to open up your state, okay? And get your schools open. Get your schools open. The schools have to be open, right? Look. Lock them all up. And by the way, you can show all these people. Look where that goes all the way over to there and all the way. You can show. Turn the cameras. Why don't you turn? They never like turning the cameras. They never like to show the kind of crowds. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Go ahead, turn your camera. Go ahead, turn it. They, not, they hate to do it. They hate to show the crowds. You know, if you're watching television, which a lot of people are when we do this stuff, or they wouldn't put us on, but they always have like this face right here. This and about four people. Behind. We've actually made a couple of stars. You know, there's somebody behind me here, here, here. They try and show as few people as possible. And if they had a certain look, it worked out pretty well. They became stars, right? That's the way it works. That's the way it works. But, you know, uh, it's really, no, it's an honor to have it. We're having these crowds, in all fairness, all over the country. I don't even say it was in a big crowd. I just get off the plane and we talk. And the spirit is so incredible. Our enthusiasm is so incredible. It's so incredible.
No, the spirit is incredible. I don't think there's ever been anything like that little phrase. I won't even say it because they'll say, oh, why is he bringing that up? So I won't say it, but you said, but that's never been used before. Nobody's ever heard that before. And we like Ronald Reagan. We like a lot of people. Nobody's ever heard that phrase before. You know why? Because there's people, first of all, we've made tremendous progress. We've rebuilt our military. We've cut your taxes at the highest level. We've gotten rid of more regulations than any president in history, no matter how long they were in office. Oh, by the way, we just uh, set a record. By the end of the first term, we will have had maybe even more than 300 federal judges and, and, and three great Supreme Court justices. So you have Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Gorsuch, and you have Amy is going through right now. She's great. She's done, she's done amazingly well. It's amazing to watch her compared to some of these radical left senators. It's like from a different ballgame, right? It's like, go ahead. Go ahead. Hold up. We'd like to see your notes. Oh, okay. Here they are. There's nothing. Unlike Joe, she doesn't need notes. It's nice, right? Joe, he takes out the other day, did you see it? He takes out notes, uh, 200 billion dollars. He's, he's lost it, you know that. The modern left does not use reason or persuasion to advance their cause. They use intimidation, coercion, and control, and worse. They demand absolute allegiance or else. And you saw that yesterday. Did you see Diane Feinstein? She, Lindsey Graham's a good guy. You know, they're friendly. They've been working forever together and she happened to grab him he grabbed her you know it's a friendly they want to destroy the woman these people are sick i know we want to bring it all together but we got to sort of work on these things one of the most sinister weapons of the extreme left culture is a thing called cancel or cancel culture they want to cancel our entire heritage if you do not repeat each and every one of their lies, you will be banned, censored, big tech titans, what they do, they harass, they expel, they fire you from your job or denied the chance to earn a living. Here in Michigan, a teacher was fired for tweeting that Trump is our president. She got fired. Where is she? Is she here tonight? Now, can you imagine? But you know, we got a lot of people that like that. We like that person a lot. Whoever you are, we love you, and we'll be there for you. We'll be there. Did you hear about that? I mean, did you hear about that? Nobody told me you're going to have 40-mile-an-hour winds today. Would somebody give me a hat? Will you please give me a hat? I got all these hats. I'm the only one without a hat on. Give me a hat. They'll get it. They'll go into that big, beautiful plane if they don't have a hat in that plane. Look at that. Is that beautiful? That's a beautiful plane. We have a beautiful country. Actually, I have the exact same plane. Should you touch the exact? Boeing 757. It's beautiful plane. Look at that, though. Get me a hat out of that plane. In Ohio, a high school football player was suspended for displaying a flag honoring our great police. You saw that? When the New York Times published a piece 
by Senator Tom Cotton. By the way, great senator from Arkansas. Great. Great, great guy and great senator. The editor of the New York Times had to resign because they put Tom Cotton. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant person. Brilliant student. Brilliant everything. They put his piece in the New York Times. And the person that put it in had to resign. Now, can you believe this? When the Philadelphia Inquirer published a piece saying that rioters shouldn't destroy buildings, that was the end of that journalist. I mean, can you believe it? These are not the tactics of a respectable political movement. This is the behavior of fascists and as bad as you can get. The point of cancel culture is not to convince you, it's to humiliate you and break you and control you. But the American people will never submit, we will never apologize, and we will not be controlled and never be broken. No, nobody's seen anything like what's going on. Now, in other countries, you have seen it. And those countries have, in every single case, ended up very badly. It's never going to happen to this country. And this country will never be a socialist country. Just for a minute. The most divisive and insidious strategy of the Marxists and the Democrat socialists and communists, in all fairness. You know, people say, oh, that's not nice to use. Well, that's, you know, that's the step. That's the next step. You know, that's where it goes. Is their crusade against American history, right? American history. And I just brought this out because they had things like you wouldn't even believe this. They falsely and constantly smear America as a sinister and racist country that must be torn apart piece by piece. It has to be torn apart. We're not tearing anything apart. We're here today, and you know the truth. America is the most magnificent, most virtuous nation that has ever existed. The most. We've liberated millions from tyranny, rescued countless millions all around the world from poverty, and built the most exceptional republic in human history. There's never been anything close. And you know what? I have a little secret just in this group, this small group of thousands of people. We're getting better and better and stronger. And we're going to have the best year we ever had. Yet the radical left despises this glorious inheritance. They despise it. When you watch and you see AOC plus three and you see these people, they actually despise it. Last month, the mayor of Washington, D.C., released a report that proposed the idea of removing or altering the Washington Monument, the Jefferson Memorial, the statues of Benjamin Franklin, Andrew Jackson, and Christopher Columbus. No, no, I mean, this is a serious report. And he says this thing. I agree. I agree. I just, I'm not allowed to say that. No, this was a, a group, a star-spangled group. Let's get rid of the Washington Monument. Oh, that's a great idea, right? Now, these people, but you know what? We laugh and we smile and everyone thinks it's... When this first started happening with statues of people that most of us, almost all of us never heard of, you know, started on the... I said, be careful because they'll go after Jefferson, Washington. They'll go after Lincoln. And it was three years ago, and a friend of mine came to me the other day. He said, you know, you said this was going to happen. I said, I did? He said, yeah, you did. You said all of a sudden it'll keep going up. They took out Robert E. Lee. They want to take out Grant. 
They want to take out anything. They basically want to take out our heritage. And we're not letting this happen. And Biden has absolutely, Biden has absolutely no control. He's shot, number one. But even if he wasn't shot, he never had the kind of control that you have to have to be president. So then you have a group of people that want to blow up a gorgeous thing. You know, uh, we were leading by so much. This thing wasn't even going to be an election. And then we had the plague come in. You know, this was I had to go back to work on this stuff. I didn't have to come to Michigan. I said, look, we're building all these plants. You got the best year. You had the best year last year that you've ever had. You're going to have a better year. You're going to have a better year. You're going to have a better year next year. But this thing was over. You know, look, nothing's ever over, right? But I would have had to work about one-tenth, maybe less than that. It was essentially, we had the greatest economy, greatest employment, African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, women. With a diploma from high school, without a diploma from high school, top of your class at MIT, it didn't matter. You had the greatest economy you ever had. And then, and don't worry, it's going to be, you're going to have that next year. You're going to, when you see the third quarter numbers, you're going to have great numbers. Okay, you're going to have great numbers. But, 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 we had to close it up and we saved millions of lives. It was supposed to be 2.2. The fake news never says that. But we are rebuilding and we're doing things that you wouldn't believe. But this cancel culture. So when we started, and I had to start all over and I had to do, you know, we had to do things a lot different became a lot different country for a period of time because we had this horrible plague that came from China and we're not going to forget that it came from China and all over the world it went and it came from China okay it came from China the China virus so things changed and we signed an incredible trade deal with China but the ink hadn't even dried and this happened but I made a speech at a magnificent place called Mount Rushmore, right? Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. And I made this speech, and I think it was a very good speech, and it was well-received and all of that. It was so beautiful, the whole place, you have to see this, it was so beautiful. And the governor is fantastic, you know Christy, right? Fantastic. And the people are fantastic, and they're so proud of it. And then I read where they want to blow up Mount Rushmore. Before I got there, I mean, they want to blow it up. We want to blow the face off Mount Rushmore. I don't think that's happening. I think, I think the people of South Dakota might uh, not uh, handle that too well. So it's not happening. But think of it. Where does this thinking come from? Where does this sickness come from? And we have to stop it. And we've been like Sleepy Joe said nothing when statues of Christopher Columbus Think of that. Christopher Columbus, they want to blow up all the statues. Now, he just blew the Italian vote, by the way, so I don't know. Anybody who's Italian here, buddy, Chad? Okay. If you're Italian, do you happen to like Christopher Columbus? Christopher, huh? Christopher Columbus. Now, think of it. You're Italian. They want to blow up. You know, we had it, I think it was in New York. So they wanted to, they're going to rip down this gorgeous, right, New York, right? And the Italians circled it. They saw it. That was the end of those people. They just sort of went away. You know, they're sitting there and standing there. And they had various things that they were holding. I won't get into that because they'll say, that's terrible. He's inciting violence, the president. No, but the Italians, a group of Italians that lived in the neighborhood, surrounded this particular statue. 
And after about uh, five minutes of talk back and forth, the, uh, the radical anarchists and the Antifa people that nobody ever liked to talk about, they don't like to say Antifa. You know, they don't like to say Antifa. They like to blame everything on the right. This is the left. They like to blame everything in the right. But the Antifa people, okay, so they wanted to do it. But when they saw this group of people, they said, you know what? Let's take a pass. Let's go someplace else and rip down a statue. But now they're not doing it too much because I signed into law. I signed a bill that gives you 10 years in jail if you rip down any federal statue. So, so they, this is the group, though. So this is the Statues and Memorial recommendation using the mayor's position, Washington, D.C., on the national capital. Memorial Advisory Commission recommend the federal government remove, relocate the following Christopher Columbus statue Benjamin Franklin statue Andrew Jackson, great, great general really good president, a great general Andrew Jackson, the Battle of New Orleans right? Right, the ragtags, remember he came in with the British they came in their beautiful uniforms, he had the ragtags the battle lasted about a half hour, right? They want to take that statue of Andrew Jackson down right away. Thomas Jefferson, that's a tough one to take down, right? Thomas Jefferson. They want to take down the Jefferson Memorial. Anybody see the Jefferson? I don't think we're moving. I'll tell you what, if I wasn't your president last summer, you may have the Jefferson Memorial taken down. It may be down. They weren't playing games. We weren't playing games either. The George Washington, okay, here's the beauty. We want to take down the George Washington Memorial, the monument, okay? Well, this is the commission. This is what we're dealing with, folks. This is what we're dealing with. Let's take And they wanted to remove the name of George Washington from all of the places all over the country where they use it. Then they found out there's like 5,000 places. Now, we'll keep the name George Washington, if you don't mind. If the, if the media would uh, perhaps put it correctly. A lot of people back there. There's always a lot of people. You know, you watch those red lights, and as soon as I start talking about it, the red lights go off, because I know what I'm going to say. You know, Joe Biden said nothing when statues of Christopher Columbus were in trouble, and a heroic signer of the Declaration of Independence was removed by the Democrat politicians in his home state of Delaware, which he never leaves, in all fairness. Where's Joe Biden speaking today, Delaware? He doesn't speak. You know what he does? He gets up. How about his, how about his news conferences where the fake news media gives him the questions and the answers? They say, what do you think about this or that? And then he reads the answer. I've never, I've been doing this stuff not that long, and I haven't actually been doing it. Relatively speaking, I've been doing it for a very short period of time, right? In fact, that's one of the reasons they said I could never win. They said he's never been a politician. But the fact is, they gave him the questions. They gave him the answers. They will ask a question, and he will read to them the answer. And did you see the other night with George Stephanopoulos? It was like, you know, they call them softballs. And then I had to go on with that person, you know, that person. No, she was jumping out of her seat. She was jumping out of her seat. Ed, thank you very much, John. Everybody know Johnny? He's very conservative. 
He's a big star, and I hate to say this, it's very incorrect, you don't say it anymore, but the women really like him a lot. Normally, when I have a hat, I like to take the tie off the back with it, right? Okay, thank you. Thank you all. So, last week, Biden, he attacked Christopher Columbus by refusing to recognize Columbus Day. And he wants to change the name of Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Who likes that idea? Who likes it? What the heck are you saying? That's politically incorrect. See, what they don't understand is they're politically incorrect. So he wants to change it to Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, not as long as I'm president, let me just tell you that. Okay? But this is what, you know what, that's just a point, but this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. The radical left is eradicating our history, and weak Joe Biden will let them do it. Now, what about his uh, vice presidential candidate? Hey, and by the way, by the way, I hope she's in good shape because the number of people in her group have caught COVID, COVID, as they say. So we all wish her best. Do we all wish her best? Yes, we do. We do. We hope she's doing well, but she's now, uh, I guess, uh, she's in seclusion, right? How did Mike Pence do against her? done a great job, right? That was an easy one. I said, Mike, that was an easy one. He's been a great vice president, but he, uh, he had an easy evening. I said, Mike, you had an easy evening. That's not fair. San Francisco just announced plans for a fascist purge of the names of local schools, erasing the names of Abraham Lincoln, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson from all schools. What are we going to do about this, right? Local. That's Nancy Pelosi uh, area. You know, that's Nancy. I always say, Nancy, go home and take care of the homeless in San Francisco. I've never seen it. You know? So she does. She goes home and takes care of her home, which is a very beautiful home. They even want to erase the names of Democrat senators and Republican senators, current and past. You know, they want to erase the name of Clinton. Yeah, hey, hey that'll be next. That's a good one. Crooked Hillary will take her name. Does she have her name on anything? I don't know if she's got her name on anything. If she does, I'm all for it. Take it down. Crooked Hillary. Are we having a good time? Is there ever a better place to be than a Trump rally, you know? And generally, we don't call it a rally because, you know, you're not allowed to have rallies because you can't meet more than two people. You know, they had a number of states and they had it so that it was all against me. I think Minnesota, but a lot of them where you can't have a rally. And it said, you cannot have groups larger than three people. You cannot have anything to do with politics. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. I said, well, wait a minute. So I'm now precluded from ever going to that state and talking to the people, which is really bad. They said, no, you can't do it. I said, well, is there any exclusion? Yes. Only protests, right? Exclusion. 
is a protest. And they didn't even use the word peaceful. I do because I like to make it sound a little. The only thing you could do is you could protest. You could riot in the streets of Minneapolis, burn down their stores. You could beat the hell out of people. You could do whatever you want. So I said, I have an idea. Let's call all our rallies, which we do, peaceful protests. And now we have no legal problem. Because if we call this a rally, we'd have a problem. So we call it a peaceful protest. So officially, if anyone asks you, like the fake news when you're walking in, just say, no, no, this was a peaceful protest. Thank you very much. If you're a moderate Democrat or liberal who knows that your party has gone totally off the rails, you have a moral duty to immediately stop this lunacy. You must, by law, join the Republican Party. We welcome you to the Republican Party and the party of Abraham Lincoln. You know, I say that. A lot of people don't know that. It's the party of Trump. Well, we've done a lot. I'll tell you, we've expanded this party. You see all the, in Michigan and all these places? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you really drive them crazy if you say 12 more years. 12. Then they... Then they say, he is a fascist. He is a fascist. What a group. Only in Michigan. Only in Michigan. So what all of the lawless rioters and flag burners have in common is that they're desperate to try and have a victory with a person that's totally unqualified mentally to be president, okay? He's unqualified, you know? No, he's unqualified. Ask yourself this question. Do you want to vote for the candidate supported by anti-American rioters, which he is? Or do you want to vote for the candidate supported by the heroes of law enforcement in virtually every instance? Biden will surrender our country to the mob with your vote, we will save our country from the mob. We will make our country greater than ever before. To ensure that our nation honors the memory of American patriots, I'm establishing a beautiful, vast, it's going to be chosen in the very near future, we have many sites, a vast outdoor park that will feature the statues of all of the greatest Americans who have ever lived, it's going to be called the National Garden of American Heroes. Isn't that dumb? Now, you know me from private life, so I'm thinking about calling it the Trump National Garden of America. <laughs> Somebody said, why don't you go at the Trump National I said, no, I don't think I'll get away with that one. To combat the toxic left-wing propaganda in our schools. I recently announced that we're launching a new pro-American lesson plan for students called the 1776 Commission. We will teach our children the greatness and glory of America, 
if they don't know it. But, you know, they're not being taught that. They're being taught that we're not great. I've also issued an executive order to prohibit the teaching of critical race theory in the federal government. <laughs> critical race theory is a Marxist doctrine. Oh, you're so lucky I'm your president because that was getting out of hand. No, no, this was getting out of hand. This was getting out of hand. This was getting in the military. This was going all over the place. This was getting out of hand. Critical race theory is a Marxist doctrine that rejects the vision of Martin Luther King Jr. and all of our great forefathers and instead forces people to judge each other based on race, skin color, and other things that we're not supposed to be thinking about. We're not supposed to be in any way, shape, or form thinking about. Critical race theory teaches that America is an evil country and that you are part of this oppression from the moment you're born. I will not allow federal taxpayer dollars to be used to spread anti-American propaganda. And I went a step further because I ended it for government. And some of these guys were getting paid 350000 a year to destroy our country, by the way. I ended it. And then I was told that it's outside of our, it's really an evil deal going on and very racist very racist. And I said, well, what's the problem? They said, well, we have a lot of companies that deal, do business with our country, you know, defense companies, a lot of big companies. And I said, so what's going on? Well, they're teaching it there, too. So I signed another one just two weeks ago saying that if you do that, you cannot do business with the United States of America. And it was rather incredible how fast all of those people were fired. That was the end of that. But they're lurking, you know, they're part of a problem, and they're lurking out there. They're smart, they're plenty smart. We must reject left-wing hate and unite as one proud national family. If sleepy Joe Biden and the Democrat socialists are elected, every citizen in America will be subjected to their extreme ideology. Possessed by this Marxist madness, They'll kill your jobs, dismantle your police departments, dissolve your borders, raise your taxes, destroy your suburbs. And I saved your suburbs. Women, suburban women, you're supposed to love Trump. I got rid of the regulation. I can't believe it. They can't. You know, the fake news keeps saying that suburban women don't like me because they, I don't sound nice. I, I don't have time to be nice. I got a lot of work to do for you. But I think I'm nice. I want to be nice. I want to help people. But no, you had you had a regulation that will destroy, and it has been over the years. I've been watching it for a long time. They want to build low-income housing projects right next to your house. Would you like a nice low-income housing project next to your suburban, beautiful, ranch-style house? Generally speaking, no. No, everybody <laughs> says, let Joe live there. <laughs> Who said that? No, you did. Very good. I think it's every once in a while you hear these like pearls of wisdom from the audience. He goes, let Joe live there. You know, Joe lives pretty well for a guy that has been a uh, politician all his life. But they want to fund extreme late term abortion. Pack your Supreme Court. Well, look, then you got to you got to get out and vote.
Of course, based on what I'm reading, Michigan, a lot of you have gotten out of a... Hey, is that vote still crazy like it was? Is it still like... Because, you know, I'm just wondering, maybe it's just an aberration. It's early. It's only been a few days, right? But maybe it's... Uh, that's a big thing, you know, to me. That's a big thing. You know, that's like a poll, and that's hundreds of thousands of votes. That's like a poll. You ever see these polls? We have interviewed 83 people. No, it's amazing. They're not likely to vote. You know, you have, you're supposed to interview likely to vote. So they're, they're not likely. They're registered. You know what a registered voter is? People that have died 14 years ago are registered. They're registered to vote. You have plenty of them in Los Angeles. You know, they had many people. They were over 100 years old. Every one of them voted for years. Then they got to be 110. They kept voting. And then people said, well, this is getting to be like record territory, you know. When you have hundreds of them voting, no, it's a lot, of, a lot of corrupt stuff going on, but we're getting it. We're getting it. But they want to pack the courts, pack the Supreme Court. That's a big deal. And you won't have Amy. And you won't have the great people that we've been putting on the court. You're going to have radical left judges will become justices. You may have 15. You may have 16. You may have 18. I don't know. What they want to do is incredible. You know, they want to pick up four votes in the Senate, too. You know that, right? They want to add to our list of states. You know that, right? You have a lot of, you have a lot of senators added. You have a lot of congressmen added. You have to rebuild those gorgeous rooms. You have to really, you have so many seats added. All Democrats, every one of them will be Democrat. You better get out and vote. You better get out and vote. They want to get rid of the filibuster, you know? They want to use the nuclear weapon. It's called the nuclear weapon. They want to get rid of the filibuster, and uh, they'll be able to do whatever they want. So you got to get your president in office, because we're going to protect your Second Amendment. We're going to protect all of the things that you want. But without it, you're not going to have a Second Amendment. So while I'm president, I will protect and defend the American way of life always. It's only going to get better. So we're joined today by some friends of mine. They're warriors, really. They're very incredible people. Congressman Jack Bergman. Where's Jack? Where are you, Jack? Great job, Jack. Great job. How are we doing? Are we doing okay in Michigan? Huh? You're doing okay, too. Thank you, Jack. Great job. Michigan House Speaker Lee Chatfield. Lee. Young guy, Lee. Great reputation. He's doing a good job. Lee's good, right? Great reputation. Thank you very much. Congressional candidate, somebody really fantastic. I know all about Paul Young. Paul, thank you. Good job. I heard you're doing well, Paul. Michigan GOP chair, Laura Cox. Thank you, Laura. We winning, Laura? Uh, we're winning. Those are pretty interesting numbers. Did you know that before you came out? That's a little, even Laura's saying, boy, I'm doing a good job, right? And by the way, get out and vote for an outstanding guy, John James. Right? He's outstanding. John James. He is outstanding. I'll tell you, I, I spotted him three years ago, and he was doing something, and he was in this race, and there were five or six people. I said, go back. I want to see that. 
then it was John James, and I said, no, that guy's great. I'll tell you what. And then I learned about him, West Point, top student, top everything, great helicopter pilot. And right? He has, how's he doing? Good? I hear he's doing better than good. And he's running against somebody that nobody ever heard of, Peters. Who the hell is Peters? I don't know. Nobody ever heard of him. Now, he's made a big impact in Washington. He's a senator from Michigan, and nobody ever heard of him. I don't know. That's... But uh, get out for John and get out for everybody. These people are incredible. And thank you all for being here. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Also with us is one of your own. You know, we won the state of Michigan, and this woman was brutal. She'd call, please, please, one more speech, sir, one more speech. That time she called me Mr. Trump. So we hadn't won, the Republicans hadn't won Michigan in many, in decades, right? And I felt we were doing good in Michigan, right? I felt we were doing good. But, you know, when you haven't won it in like 38 years or something, you know, you could feel good, but you start to realize maybe it doesn't work out. But this woman would call me, and she'd say, you have to come. And so finally, we're toward the end. And I said, Rana, I'll do it one more time, but that's it. I got a lot of places to visit. I love Michigan, but it hasn't been won in 36 years. I said, you know, Rana, if you don't mind, okay, I'll do it one more time. She said, that's all I want. So I did it. The following day, she called up, you have to come back one more time. So anyway, so I did. And I went to Grand Rapids, right? And we had 32,000 people. And you know what? That was at 1 o'clock in the morning. It was now election day, remember? And Crooked Hillary came, and it was unexpected. You know, say what you want about her husband, Bill. He's a pro. He said, be careful of Trump. That was the first thing. He said, you don't want to run against Trump. And that was, I, you know, I viewed that as a compliment. They all smiled. They thought it was wonderful. But he said something very interesting. He said, you better watch Michigan, because he was here. He said, I saw a Trump-Pence sign on every lawn. And he also said... He also said, you better watch Wisconsin and you better watch Minnesota. Now, Minnesota hasn't been one since 1972. So watch, and they all laughed at him. First of all, he's got instinct. He's a professional. Bill Clinton, whether you like him, don't like him, actually, sort of, you know, they got to like him, right? But, but, but listen, but he said, he said, you better be careful. And he came back and said very strongly, be careful of Michigan. And so then, all of a sudden, on the night before the election, they took an unexpected trip. Barack Hussein Obama, Michelle Obama, Oprah, and Hillary. They actually forgot about Hillary. That. And it was unexpected, and I heard about it. And I said, ooh, that means that they have a problem, because remember, they came here the night before. 500 people showed up. We had 32,000 people show up. Because Rana, our great Rana, said, uh, Sir, you got to come. And, and we did. And by the time we got here, I started speaking at 1 o'clock in the morning. I can't believe it. But I left and I said, So let me ask you a question. It's been many, many years since this. How the hell do you lose if you have 32,000 people? You know, because that's like the ultimate. <laughs> she said, You don't. Yeah, that's right. That's what happened. And I'll tell you what, the enthusiasm, and not only in Michigan, but the enthusiasm all over the country is far greater. And it was great four years ago. It's far greater right now than it ever was. So, Rana, great job. Great job. Ted Nugent, where's Ted Nugent? Where's Ted? Huh? Look at you. You doing well? 
You are a handsome devil. Thank you. Great job, Ted. Thank you very much. Appreciate you being here. We just won a huge victory for voting rights in Michigan. Did you hear about it? Ballot harvesting, you know, that's the old Democrat thing. Ballot harvesting is now illegal as of a short number of hours ago. And ballots must be turned in on November 3rd. Also known as Election Day. Didn't they want them turned in like a couple of weeks after the election? You know, we're waiting for Michigan. Oh, well, they have a couple of weeks, so the whole country. This is uh, just incredible. But anyway, we had a great decision, a great victory. Thank you. And some of our lawyers are here who represented us so well. Right, Justin and the group. They're here. Where is it? Where is that great legal team? Because we've been having a lot of great victories. The press just doesn't like writing about it. But this was a great victory in Michigan. This election is a choice between a Trump strong, powerful, beautiful recovery and a Biden depression. You will have, because he's going to raise your taxes quadruple, you will have the single biggest depression in the history of our country. And I believe that includes 1929. That's what I believe, okay? They're going to raise your taxes, put all the regulations back on, force all these companies that moved here and all over our country from all parts of the world. They're going to all be forced to live. You're going to have a problem like you've never had before because, and you know what they want to do with the money? Fund the Green New Deal, okay? Let's spend a hundred, think of it. Their real price is a hundred trillion dollars. A hundred trillion, not billion. We're now into the T's. So what would happen if you had the best year we've ever had and you had it 100 years in a row, you couldn't make enough money to pay for that. But this is what they want to do. If you vote for me, prosperity will surge. Normal life will fully resume. And that's all we want. We want normal life like seven months ago. And next year will be one of the greatest years in the history of our country. The Democrats would terminate our recovery with a draconian, unscientific lockdown like your governor is doing right now for everybody except for her husband. That's right. She's doing it for everybody is lockdown except my husband. He could go sailing anytime he wants. A guy like Biden and the Democrats want to keep Michigan locked up, locked down, and closed for business. No, it's so badly hurting your state. And then I guess uh, they said she was threatened, right? She she was threatened. And she blamed me. She blamed me. And our people were the ones that worked with her people. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But I have to tell you something. Uh, Our FBI has to start looking at Antifa. And they have to start looking at some people that they're not looking at like they should be. Biden will shut down the country, delay the vaccine, and prolong the pandemic. And it's time. But, you know, we won another great case in Michigan, right? It was ruled unconstitutional what she was doing to you. 
You know, we have the task force. We've done a great job. We got to everything. We filled up your cupboard, as the expression goes, especially with the ventilators and all stuff that could never have happened. And we have these calls with governors. Mike Pence heads up the tax task force. He did a great job. We have great professionals. And we, we took this thing, and we have all the governors, usually 50 governors on the line at one time. And they're always saying, sir, you've done a great job. Thank you very much. Great job, great job, great job. Your governor's down. I mean, it's all down. Thank you very much. You've done a great job. On behalf of Michigan, I'd like to thank you, ba, ba, ba. Then she goes out, speaks to the president. We're very unhappy with the president. You know, being a real estate developer was much nicer to people. I used to say, if you could make it in the world of New York real estate, they're the toughest people. Now I call these guys that are friends of mine. Some, some I can't stand, but some I like. I say, you guys are babies. Compared to what I go through with these maniacs, you're babies. No, but it's true. But she's saying, thank you very much. It's uh, great. We have everything we need. You gave us 400 trillion goggles. You gave us this. You gave us that. You gave us more anything. We built hospitals, right? We built hospitals. We did everything. We did things nobody could do. The Army Corps of Engineers and FEMA. The job they've done is incredible. And she and others, all, you know, fair, everybody, they're all very happy. They were all, every single one. Even the real haters, they were happy. And they would say happy. But in her case, and in some others, they would then go on. And some were legit. Some were Democrat. Some were against Trump. But they go out, they say, they did a good job. But she would go out and say, great, very happy. This is, I said, is there anything else you want, Governor? No, we have everything. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it on behalf of Michigan. Very good. And then she'd go out and badmouth me. I mean, it's incredible. It's so dishonest. Right? It's so dishonest. But anyway, hopefully you'll be sending her packing pretty soon. By the way... And be careful of her and her attorney general because, you know, they're like in charge of the ballot stuff, right? So how the hell do I put my political and our country's political life in the hands of a pure partisan like that, right? So you got to watch it. Watch those ballots. Watch what's going on. You're more important than any eyes. And law enforcement is watching, okay? They're watching. Did you see they found 50,000 ballots in like a river? They found ballots in an ash can. They happen to have the word Trump on them, you know, the Trump. They had another group of ballots they were printed, and they forgot two words. Donald Trump. They forgot to put them. Oh, that's okay. You know, they figured that's okay. They can write in his name. You know, he'll be the only one. But uh, no, what's going on is incredible. And they know it. And, you know, then they say, they're taking away me. I'm taking away their freedom. Then they say, if you lose, will you have a friendly transition? I say, I want a fair election. Then they say, will you have a fair? We want a fair and friendly transition. I said, really? Well, when I won, you spied on my campaign. We caught you trying to overthrow the president of the United States. You're crooked as hell, and we caught you. And let's see what happens to them. But you're crooked as hell. And to me, that didn't look that didn't exactly look like a friendly transition, would you say? <laughs> Mr. Congressman, that was not a friendly transition, please. So anyway, so we're, uh, you know, the best way, if we could really win this decisively, it would be fabulous. Just decisively. Knockout. It's a knockout punch. And you know what? We'll all get back together. Somebody said, how do you bring the country together? I said it was happening. Before the China virus came in, it's true. 
I was starting getting calls from people, the most unlikely people, Democrats, very radical left Democrats. And all of a sudden, you know, we had the best employment numbers we ever had. We had 160 million people working. It's called Make America Great Again. Now I say, Make America Great Again again. It's Make America Great Again again. We'll have to change those hats. But we had it. And people were calling. And I'm telling you, the country was coming together. And then we had the China virus float in. But this country was coming together because there's nothing like success. And success was bringing it together. And people ask me, can it ever get together? And some people here will be surprised when I say the answer is yes. Success is going to bring us together. And I'm telling you, we were there. We, we had just signed the deal with China. We had just made the USMCA, Mexico, Canada, great trade deal. Got rid of NAFTA, the worst trade deal ever made. But we were there and calls were being made. And it was like, an, and then we got hit with the pandemic with the rest of the world. And China kept it out of the rest of China, but they didn't keep it out of the world. So we can never forget that. But I'll tell you what, what keeps us, what will bring us all together is success. It's going to happen, too. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Our congressman will be having lunch soon someday with a radical left, maybe AOC. Do you see yourself? Maybe not. That might, he's going, I don't know about that. That might be a step too far, right? Omar, he'll be having lunch with Ilhan Omar, who truly hates our country. Well, she's one of the reasons we're going to win uh, the great state of... We're going to win. We're going to win because of Ilhan, right? We're going to win Minnesota because of her. You don't see having lunch with her. He refuses. She said, I don't care how well we do. I'm not having lunch with her, right? Well, he's a warrior. He knows what he's doing. I'm delivering a safe vaccine and a rapid recovery. And you see what we've done with the vaccines and the therapeutic and the cures. Hey, I'm here. Me, I'm here. Right? No, we had great doctors. Uh, Walter Reed Medical Center, incredible doctors. Johns Hopkins. One thing when you're president, they have a lot of doctors. I'm laying in bed, I'm not feeling too great, and I'm looking up and I'm seeing doctors there. I just get, please, leave me alone. And each one wanted to touch a different part of my body. And I didn't like that. I said, get the hell out of here, doctors. But we had a, uh, a drug, brand new, it's at Regenera, and uh, some others, some others make uh, something similar, antibodies. And all I know is I went from not feeling too great, now who knows, might have been good, might have been, you know, Young people have no problem. And I, I made the mistake of saying in front of CNN and some of the fakers back there, I said, well, I'll have no trouble. Because I'm young, I'm in extraordinary shape. I'm a very great physical. And, and CNN said, he lied to the American public. He said he was young and that he's in perfect shape. They can't take a joke, can they? They can't take a joke. No, but they made it into a big deal. They always do, you know, that you can't do anything. I said with the illegal... Aliens had come in, you know, Biden said, we'll give them all Medicare, we'll give them health care, we'll give them education. No, what it does is it brings them in. So I said that the Democrats want to give them health care, free college education, and everybody that comes in by a certain date, you'll get a brand new Rolls Royce. Now, I was kidding, obviously. CNN said, 
President Trump lied when he said they were getting a Rolls Royce. He knew they weren't going to get a Rolls Royce, but he lied. These are sick people, I'm telling you. Biden's plan will crush Michigan. My plan will make this state stronger, better in every single way than it ever was. Joe Biden is the embodiment of the corrupt political class. You see what's happening right now. I mean, and you know what? The lamestream media doesn't want to write about it. And the giant tech companies, and they're putting themselves in danger. Section 230, they are putting themselves because they're only existing because the government gave them something that they've never given anybody else. And they don't want it. You could find Joe Biden did the worst crime and they will keep it out of the, it's the most unbelievable thing. I mean, no, it's the most unbelievable thing what's going on and nobody, he's a criminal. He's committed crimes. For the last 47 years, Biden shipped away your jobs, shut down your factories, threw open your borders, ravaged our cities while sacrificing American blood and treasure in these ridiculous, endless foreign wars. They're all coming home, by the way. In 2016, Michigan voted to fire this corrupt and decrepit political establishment, and you elected an outsider as president to finally put America first, right? America. We've spent the last four years reversing the damage Joe Biden and his group inflicted upon us over the last 47 years. He was a cheerleader for NAFTA, worst trade deal ever made. TPP would have been worse than NAFTA, but I stopped it. And you know what else I stopped? The Paris Environmental Accord. And I like Prime Minister Macron a lot, but I said, how's it going over there? How's the accord doing? They're not doing too good. Now, I saved you trillions of dollars. Nobody else would have done it. You know, when I said, oh, man, I'm breaking this Paris, I'm getting out of that thing, that was a disaster. They basically wanted to take our wealth. You can't use what's underground, and we have it, and other countries don't. It was, a, it was really a terrible thing. And you know, it's funny, I got out, I terminated it, got out. And the people got it. They praised it. They thought it was fantastic. Except for some of those guys, they thought it was fantastic. Half of all auto manufacturing jobs in Michigan were lost after Biden backed NAFTA and the China disasters, right? World trade. That's when China became strong, the world trade, one of the great ripoffs of all time. Biden should be asking Michigan workers for your votes. I mean, he's asking you for your votes. You know what he should be asking? He should be asking for your forgiveness. You should forgive him. I would say forgive him, because even then he had no idea what the hell he was doing. He was, he was never known as one of your smarter senators. A friend of mine said 25 years ago, yeah, let's see, our dumbest guy, I'd probably Joe. I said, who's Joe? Joe Biden. That was 25 years ago. That was primetime. This is no longer primetime. For decades, our politicians spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars and defending foreign borders. But now we are finally protecting our nation, rebuilding our cities, and we are bringing our jobs, our factories, and our troops back home to the USA.
I'll tell you the spirit, the spirit. Look at the sound. I mean, it's like, it's like uh, a great football game, right? Uh, no, really. No, no. The sound. You don't hear this anywhere. More so. It's more. This country, we have spirit, and that's why I'm not so surprised to hear what's happening. You know, in uh, North Carolina, they say certain areas that are, you know, inclined with maybe our thinking, like you have to go out and work and love your life and get your kids in school and all of those things. They say the lines are two miles long. They've never seen anything like it. The spirit in our country is incredible. And that's happening. That's going to be happening in Pennsylvania. You watch. It's going to be happening all over the place. My first week in office, I withdrew from Obama-Biden's Trans-Pacific Partnership, which would have been the death to the American automobile industry. If we had signed that, and you people are affected more than anybody, and I'd always say, and Ohio's done great and others have, but I'd always say, you know, we got to put these jobs back, these auto jobs back with it, because you got 34% of your automobile business was destroyed and shipped to Mexico. And I said, how the hell did anyone let that happen? And they'd make a car and send it back into our country, sell it. So we lost all the jobs, all the taxes, all the factories. They got everything. They'd sell it. And that's it. We got nothing. We got nothing. I renegotiated the disastrous Obama-Biden trade deal with South Korea that also threatened to devastate your auto industry. And I doubled our auto exports under the deal. That was the deal. That was the Hillary Clinton deal. Remember that? She said, this deal is great. It's going to produce 250,000 jobs. And she was right. You know what? For South Korea, not for us. Didn't produce anything for us, but it gave them 250,000. So we renegotiated it. You think that was easy? Biden supported the outrageous fuel economy standard that hammered the auto industry. Just ridiculous. Over a little, just a little quarter of a glass. They had what they had to do. I reversed that rule and helped millions of families afford a safer, better, just a better, more beautiful car. Stronger, safer, heavier. It could be a little bit heavier. Let it be a little bit heavier, it's safer, it's stronger. I ended the NAFTA nightmare and signed the brand new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement into law. Everyone said that was going to be impossible. And it's just now kicking in, and uh, I know it's good because the other two countries aren't so thrilled. But look, they ripped us off for years and years with that crazy NAFTA. Look at all the empty buildings you had all over, from New England to here, all over the place. What a horrible deal that was. The USMCA is expected to create a minimum of 76,000 new automotive, you know, the auto fixers, the automobile jobs, automotive jobs. You have so many of them, and they're all coming, and many of them are coming out of here, and that includes 76,000, we think, right here. It's going to be in Michigan, and we actually think that's a low number. It could be much higher than that. It includes a lot of wage protections, too. I took the toughest ever action to stand up to China, defending Michigan workers against China's plunder and theft, and you know what I mean. If Biden wins, China will own America. He's going to own it, first of all. First of all, they pay him a fortune, so you know why wouldn't he? works for China, basically. He works for China. How much money has China? How about Russia? So the mayor's wife of Moscow gives him three and a half the son, Hunter, with no experience, no nothing. But they found his laptop. Can you believe this guy? They found his laptop. And they have everything. I mean, they found this is a disaster.
They found Hunter's laptop. Where is Hunter? Where's Hunter? Hunter's not doing so well. I called him the vacuum cleaner. I changed my name. You know, I used to call him Where's Hunter. His first name was Where. Now I call him the vacuum cleaner. His father goes into a country. He's right behind him saying, give me cash. That's what happens. By the way, that's what happens. Think of it. Ukraine, he got 183000 a month, $3 million upfront payment to advise them on energy. What do you know about energy? Well, I don't know anything about energy. Oh, that sounds like a reasonable deal. Even our congressman would take that deal, right? Anybody would take that deal. Is there anybody that wouldn't take that deal? No, we call him the human vacuum cleaner. Father goes into China, he follows him into China, walks out with a billion and a half dollars to manage, which is millions of dollars a year. I call the head of the biggest Wall Street firm, probably the smartest guy on Wall Street. I say, can a thing like that happen? He says, no, it's impossible. Doesn't even happen to me, and I have the best reputation for investments. It's a disgrace. And let me tell you, it's dishonest. And when he tells that, you talk about quid pro quo. I never had a quid pro quo. How about this quid pro quo? We're not going to give you the billion dollars unless you get rid of the prosecutor. Get rid of him out of that company, which is his son. Stop investigating my son and stop investing, or I'm not giving you the billion dollars of our money. And then he goes, boom, the prosecutor was fired. And they got the billion dollars. And the press refuses to write about it because they are actually equally corrupt. They're allowing it to happen. They are allowing it to happen. And many other things and many, many other things. Okay, look, it's all coming up. Many other things. Fake news, CNN. CNN is so bad. They can take a great story and make it like terrible. They are truly, in my opinion, one of the most dishonest groups of people I've ever seen in my life. And by the way, you know what? And their ratings suck. Their ratings suck. Joe Biden is a corrupt politician and the Biden family is a criminal enterprise. And I totally mean it. It's a criminal. Take a look at the brother. All of a sudden, he's a big builder in Iraq. How did that happen? Oh, how did you get to Iraq? He hasn't built anything. How did you get to Iraq to build big developments in Iraq? His brother. He makes Hillary Clinton, I call her Crooked Hillary, as you possibly have heard, look like amateur hour. I also authorized millions of... I don't think they like me too much. What do you I also authorized millions of dollars to save Michigan's incredible, beautiful, vital, but falling apart Sulaks and fought over. And I had to fight like hell with the Democrats to get it done. And we got $900 million for the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative. All done. It's all done. I don't have to say I'll do it because it's all done. And the locks were in terrible shape. You're going to lose them very quickly, and we have them. It's going to be incredible what we're doing. They said, sir, do you want to do the good job, the okay job, the passable job, a little minor renovation, or a great job? And I said, let's see, it's Michigan and a couple of other great states. Let's give them the A-plus job. And we did. Okay? We gave you the A-plus job. One of the greatest dangers facing Michigan is Biden's plan to flood your state with refugees from terrorist hotspots all around the world, including Syria, Somalia, and Yemen. 
You know that. You know about that, right? It's in their plan. It's in the manifesto that he agreed to with Bernie Sanders. Crazy Bernie. Greatest loser on earth, Bernie Sanders. He gets beaten every time and he goes right back to work. I'll vote for this. I never saw a guy that could stand being beaten up so badly. He got, I mean, he got hammered by the Hillary thing, but he really got hammered this last. All she had to do, Pocahontas, is leave one day earlier. He would have won every state. And he goes back and he says, let's have dinner, Pocahontas. Biden has pledged a colossal 700% increase. This is all in writing, by the way. You know, it's not. Increase in the flow of refugees. He will turn Michigan into a refugee camp. Biden has also pledged to terminate all national security travel bans. Overwhelm. You know, I got a travel ban that nobody talks about. But I said, you know, if a country thinks bad of us, if the people want to blow us up, if the people want to kill us, if the people hate us, I want a travel ban. Is that so bad to ask? And people fought me. They said, that's not nice. I won. We won. In fact, we won in the Supreme Court. We won in the Supreme Court. Now we keep people that hate us out of our country. Biden wants to, he wants to give up the travel ban. He wants to knock down the wall. You know, the wall is almost complete, right? Over 400 miles. And we have the strongest southern border now we've ever had. And it's incredible what we've done on the southern border. Biden wants to knock down the wall. That's what we hear. They said, you want to knock down the wall? I don't think he even knew what the hell they were asking him yet. Doesn't matter what he wants, it's what his handlers want. They want to overwhelm Michigan with poorly vetted migrants from jihadist regions. Well, Omar wants that to happen. AOC wants that to happen. Ilhan Omar, she's not happy with our country. She's not happy with our country. She wants to tell us, she wants to tell us how to run our country, right? Take a look at that. She wants Ilhan Omar. But I like her very much because, damn it, Minnesota, you better vote for me. If, it, if that plus the riots, right, where they took down Minneapolis, we saved it. He sent in the National Guard, we saved it. Well, it took them the better part of a half an hour. You know, they could have caused, they could have called about two weeks earlier, right? Would have been. And I would love to go into Portland because, first of all, Seattle, we said we're going in. And we were going in the next morning, and they all said, we're going to leave now. Thank you very much. But we're not supposed to. What we're supposed to do is they're supposed to ask us. And we want the governor of Oregon, Portland. We want the governor of Oregon to call us. We will solve that Portland problem in a period of, would you say, a half an hour or less. Wasn't that beautiful? In Minneapolis. They came in, these soldiers were the most expensive helmets in the history of mankind. You approved them. They had more computers, they have everything. They can look at somebody and the somebody is gone. But they came in, bomb, bomb, bomb. You saw one, two, three black outfits. Then all of a sudden you had a second row and a third row. And they had their tear gas and they had their pepper spray, which the other side doesn't want to use because it's not nice. You know, they can throw cans at you, they can throw rocks and stones and, and hurt your police. But you're not allowed to guard yourself with tear gas, pepper spray, which 100% are effective. So they just marched forward, and the whole thing was over. It was like, it was over. Right? I don't know. There's something about that when you watch everybody getting pushed around. There's something very beautiful about it. I don't care what anyone says. Not politically correct. I'll be on. They'll say, he thinks that that was beautiful.
But you people get it. You get it probably better than I do even, right? When you get right now. But what they're doing will not only undermine your security, but it will overcrowd your hospitals and divert needed resources for low-income communities that we're all for. We want to help people. We want to help our citizens. Under my leadership, we achieve the most secure border in U.S. history. And when the wall is finished, which will be very soon, we are going to have a great, big, beautiful celebration. And with that wall, by the way, you know, we're keeping out terrorists, extremists, violent criminals, rapists, murderers. And we also, I have to say, our uh, Border Patrol and ICE have done an incredible job. You know, ICE has removed thousands, thousands of MS-13 out of our country. And not a lot of people want that job. That's a tough job. That's a day. You got to be a certain type of person. You don't want it with this handsome guy with the sunglasses. You don't want it. He doesn't want to be a member of ICE. They go into what they call a nest and the fists are flying and everything. And then they walk out and that's the end of that. Now, these guys are tough and smart. And you know what? They love our country and we love them too. We invested $2.5 trillion in the United States military. We have the greatest equipment any nation has ever had. When I came, a highly overrated general told me, sir, we have no ammunition. We maybe had to do something. We have no ammunition, sir. I said, no president should ever hear that again. Anyway, we spent $2.5 trillion. And we have the greatest equipment, missiles, rockets, tanks planes, fighter jets, ships, tankers, bombers. We have the greatest equipment. We have, uh, I call it the super-duper missiles that go very fast, hydrosonic, right? Super-dupers. They go five to seven times faster than the fastest missile in the world. They go so fast you can't do anything. I mean, it's like, and by the way, our nuclear is rebuilt, replenished. And here's what you have to do. We had no choice. It was not in good shape. Hope to God we never have to use any of this equipment, okay? And the best way you don't have to use it is if you have it, okay? That's it. But we have the best ever we've, that we've ever had. We launched, all made in the USA, by the way, every ounce of it. And we launched the first new branch of the U.S. Armed Forces in 75 years. United States Armed Forces. 75 years, think of it. The Space Force. Right? Which people, uh, really, I mean, look, I, I, you know, a couple of them made the statement. Whether you like them or not, I made promises during the campaign. But some of them say, I actually produced more than the promises I made, as opposed to most politicians never keep their promises. But think of it, Space Force, I never talked about Space Force. I realized after being here for a year and a half, I said, you know, Russia's doing big stuff out in space, China's doing big stuff. I said, we got to have a Space Force. They were not happy when this happened. But we got it through Congress, thanks to your congressmen and various other people, right? We did, we did a good job. Thank you, man. We did a good job, and we have Space Force, and it's going to end up being one of our most important, without question. I withdrew from the last administration's disastrous Iran nuclear deal. $150 billion for nothing. Here's $150 billion. $1.8 billion in cash. I'm even more impressed with that. Think of it. Cash. $1.8 billion they got. And you know, we got nothing. We got nothing. 
In fact, that agreement's almost going to expire if we didn't terminate it, which we did. I kept my promise, recognized the true capital of Israel, and opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. I also recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. 52 years they were working for it. 52 years they'd come in every year, they'd fly in with those beautiful jets and everybody would come in. And they'd have lunch and they'd talk two, three days, then they'd leave. 52 years that went on. I did it in about two hours. Golan Heights. And instead of endless war, we are forging peace in the Middle East. No blood on the sand. No blood. No blood. I did more in 47 months than sleepy Joe Biden did in 47 years, which is true. Now the Democrats are pushing the most far-left agenda ever put forward by a presidential nominee. The Biden plan would destroy Social Security and destroy protections for pre-existing conditions. His running mate co-sponsors a socialist health care plan to ban private insurance. A lot of you have private insurance. We have 180 million people, and they love their private insurance, and they want it. They don't want to go into a hospital ward when they have a cold. They want to have their private insurance, and they want their doctor, and they want their plan. And Obama said that you can have your doctor and you can have your plan. And he said it 28 times, and he lied. Biden also supports abolishing school choice and charter schools. It's not going to happen. In a second term, I will provide school choice to every parent in America. A vote for Republicans is a vote for safe communities, great jobs, and a limitless future for all Americans. It's a vote for the American dream. That's what we're doing. And in conclusion, over the next four years, we will make America into the manufacturing superpower of the world, and we will end our reliance on China once and for all. We will hire more police, and thank you to law enforcement for being here. You're all over. We love our police. Thank you. Thank you. We have a lot of law enforcement here. I said to Biden during the debate, I said, name one law enforcement group that supported you, and Chris Wallace bailed them out. Then I said, say the words law and order, just law and order, nothing fancy, law and order. We just want law and order. Everybody wants that. And he said he didn't want to get involved. And then Chris Wallace bailed him out again. I said, no, 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 you can't do that, you know, because I was really debating two people. No, I was really debating one, Chris Wallace. But I said, name it, name it. And then I think he said, didn't he say something like, uh, oh, uh, law, order, and safety and security and all this, you know. He wanted to soften it up because the radical left will throw him overboard with that. Now I said, say law and order, but he couldn't do it, but he got bailed out. But he's going to increase penalties. So assaults. if you take a look at what's going on with assaults, we are going to take care of our police. And when they do bad things to our police, the people that do it are going to suffer the consequences. Okay? I think I have every police group in the nation. In fact, they had down as part of the script I was supposed to read them. I said, I can't read that long. I would have been reading here all day long. 
But we literally have every police group in the nation. We even got the endorsement of New York City police. They've never done it before. We got the endorsement of Chicago police. And, you know, that's tough because they never did it. We've got every law enforcement. We've got Florida, Texas. We've got everybody. They're all they're all with us. So we do have New York. That's right. But I just want to thank them because they're incredible and they take a lot of abuse and they don't realize that the people of our country love them. Just realize it. And we will ban deadly sanctuary cities. Get them out of here. Nobody wants them. The only ones want them are the politicians. The people in California don't want them. The politicians want them. We will uphold religious liberty, free speech, and the right to keep and bear arms. Second Amendment. We will strike down terrorists who threaten our citizens, and we will keep America out of endless, ridiculous, foreign wars of places you've never even heard of. We will maintain America's unrivaled military might, and we will ensure peace through strength. We will end surprise medical building. That surprise medical billing is a bad deal and it's now ending. Require price transparency, all signed up, goes into effect January 1st. Can you imagine if this sleepy guy gets in and it's January 1st and everybody says this price transparency, I'll tell you what, it's bigger than health care. What do you say? It's bigger than health care. You talk about pricing, bigger. And can you imagine? And he'll get credit for it. They'll say, Biden did a phenomenal job on price. People have been trying to get this thing for 25 years. I got it done January. I said to my people, couldn't you do it like from six, seven months ago? But they had statutory limits. You had to wait here, there, that. So on January 1st, I better damn well be president. I'll tell you. Well, I will be. I will be. Yeah, I will be for 20 days. Don't do this to me. Don't do that. You can't do that. No, no. So January 1st, it goes into effect. We go out to January 20th. But you know what? I honestly believe, I don't think we're going to have to worry about it. I think we're going to have price transparency. We'll be here for four years. And then if we decide to go for an extra four or eight or something. I think 12 is going to be now the gold standard. That'll be, that'll be, hey, that'll be the new chant. And the other thing we're doing, as you know, is to further reduce the cost of prescription drugs. We've reduced it the first time in 51 years anyone's got. But now we're talking a big because I've instituted a favored nation's laws. And I also got rid of the middlemen. The middlemen were making a fortune. And yesterday I said, I'll bet you, right? I'll bet you Hunter Biden is a middleman too. These middlemen have made a fortune. I mean, they make more money than the drug companies, the middlemen. It's all because of horrible legislation and crazy things. And we're thinking that probably Hunter Biden got a big piece of the action, too, for his father. He got it for his... Did you see the letter where the father's supposed to get 10% of everything? The father's... He's running for president. He is a national security risk. We will strongly protect Medicare and Social Security. 
and we will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions. America will land the first woman on the moon, and the United States will be the first nation to land an astronaut on Mars, and that's very exciting. And all of that is happening. We will stop the radical indoctrination of our students and restore patriotic education to our schools. That's happening. We will teach our children to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. And we will live by the timeless words of our national motto, in God we trust. We're not going to be moved. For years, you had a president who apologized for America. Now you have a president who is standing up for America and standing up for the great people of Michigan. And I've been doing that long before I even thought about running for office. It's true, though. When I came here, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, I, I was just, it was always my number one issue. How come our country is being ripped off so badly by other countries? So I'm probably here because of Michigan, maybe more than any other reason, if you think about it. So get your friends, get your family, get your co-workers, get your boss. If you have a boss and he's a little lazy, say, boss, you get your ass out of that chair. And get out and vote. Get out and vote. This is the most, this is the most important election in the history of our country. The most important. And I never thought I'd say that after our last victory. This is the most important election we've ever had. Send in your absentee ballots if you have uh, requested one. Or you can vote early by going in and casting your absentee ballot in person. Just make sure you vote and make sure your ballot is counted. You're dealing with a very tricky, smart group of people. From Lansing to Mackinac, from Pontiac to Saginaw, from Kalamazoo, to right here in Muskegon. Great place. We inherit the legacy of Michigan patriots who gave their blood, sweat, and tears for this beloved nation. This is the state where Henry Ford invented the assembly line. Think of that. Think of that. Great things happened in this state. It's a place where General Motors, Chrysler, Kellogg revolutionized entire industries. Amazing when you think of what Michigan has done. Michigan gave us Motown. Gave us the Mustang. And gave us the unrivaled might of the American Midwest, right? I mean, think of it. Think of what Michigan. You know, when you think Michigan is uh, something very special. We made America into the single greatest nation in the history of the world, and the best is yet to come. You watch, it's gonna come. Proud citizens like you help build this country, and together we are taking back our country. We are returning power to you, the American people. That's what we're doing. With your help, your devotion, and your drive, we are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting, and we are going to keep on winning, winning, 
winning. Right? We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together with the incredible people of Michigan, we have made America powerful again. We have made America wealthy again. Look at our stock market. Look at that market. Look at your 401ks. How are your 401ks doing, huh? You want to see them crash? Vote for Sleepy Joe. You'll have 401ks. They'll be worth, they'll be lying right in that floor. You'll throw them away. We have made America strong again. We have made America proud again. We have made America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Michigan. Go out and vote. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, this is great. Hello. How are you? Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And hello, Janesville, and hello, Wisconsin. We love Wisconsin. Look at this crowd. This is massive. But you know, we're having massive crowds all over the place, and I'll tell you what, you know, and I look at a poll, we're even in Wisconsin. I don't think so. With what I've done for you, USMCA, we got rid of those horrible, you know, you were being charged 287% tariff to do business with Canada. I heard about that. I didn't like that. Your specialty milk people got me. Do you believe it? Special, it was all about specialty milk. That was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I said, what do you mean? Yes, sir, they're charging us 287%. And I said, no, they're not any longer. And we knocked the hell out of it. And we got the brand new USMCA. And Sleepy Joe can't do that. It's not in his vocabulary. That I got. He has no idea what we just said. He's sitting in his basement right now watching us. He has no idea. And I hate to do this to you. I was having a great hair day. And then I heard you had 40 mile an hour winds. I'm looking. And I said, all right, give me the cap. I don't do it often. But now I'm looking at that beautiful sight. Is that beautiful? Now, as beautiful as that is, OSHA, as beautiful as that is, I don't know that I'd want to be those people right in that little corner. Look at that. You know, I think it's magnificent, but I'd get out of there. But they have no fear, do you? You have confidence in Trump. Yeah, we get good equipment. It's great to be back in Wisconsin with thousands of loyal, hardworking American patriots. Thank you very much. It's a great honor. It's a great honor. And we're doing great. We're doing really well. I wish you'd have a Republican governor because, frankly, you got to open your state up. You got to open it up. You got to open it up. Get back to school. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we had a little uh, problem in Florida. We had a search and then it went away and. They opened it, but uh, we had a problem, big problem in Texas. We had a surge. They opened it up. It's all opened up. Arizona, they had a surge. It's all opened up. And uh, our country is opening. And I'll tell you what, 
when you look at our numbers compared to what's going on in Europe and other places, but we're doing well. We're going to have one of the best economic years we've ever had next year. One of the best we've ever had. 17 days from now, we're going to win the state of Wisconsin, and we are going to win four more years in the White House. And by the way, early voting begins on Tuesday, so get out and vote, okay? Now, we've had great uh, success in your state, and I've been very good to you, likewise, with the ships. You build good ships, you know that, right? A lot of other states wanted that contract. I probably lost some states because of it, but we gave you the big contract. And honestly, I went to the yards. It's incredible what you do. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And, you know, six months ago, I was saying, well, you know, how do you compare it with the last one? I don't know. That was important. The fact is, this is the single most important election in the history of our country. And sleepy Joe Biden's made a corrupt bargain in exchange. You saw the bargain he made in exchange for his party's nomination, which he shouldn't have gotten because if Pocahontas got out one day early, I'd be running against Crazy Bernie, which would have been okay, too. I would have had a small but energized base. Now we have a little bit larger base to run against, but there's zero energy. They're reporting on it. We've got the most energy in the history of politics, and he's got the least. The most in the history. And Biden handed control of his party over to hardcore militant left. The Democrat Party you once knew no longer exists. It's now a party of socialists and Marxists and left-wing extremists. If Joe Biden and the Democrat socialists are elected, and I've always said, our country will never be a socialist country. They would kill your jobs, dismantle your police departments, and you have a lot of great law enforcement people here today. Thank you. Thank you. I think we have every single law enforcement group in the country has endorsed us. Even New York City's finest, you know, they endorsed us. First time they've ever endorsed a presidential candidate. It's big stuff. Chicago, Florida, Ohio. Everybody's endorsed us. And I said during the debate, I said, Joe, name one group, law enforcement, that's endorsed you. Name one. And he was starting to go, oh, oh. he couldn't breathe. And then Chris Wallace bailed him out. And I said, Joe, say the words law and order. Say them, Joe. And he wouldn't do it. I said, say the words law and order. Then Chris Wallace bailed him out again. But he can't because if he says law and order, that means he loses the radical left. You know what? I think he's losing anyway. But they want to dissolve your borders, raise your taxes, destroy your suburbs. Oh, have I saved your suburbs. The women, you know, they keep telling me about suburban women. I think suburban women like me. I've only saved your house. And frankly, I've saved your way of life. I've saved the American dream. But they keep saying, Trump has a problem. Well, they, last time they said the same thing. It was even worse. They said I had a problem with women, period. And then the night, that beautiful night four years ago, was that the greatest of all time? Probably the greatest night in the history of television, right? That was, uh, we had so much fun. The tears that were flowing out of pure. Remember the tears? From the 
totally non-biased anchors. We have another one of them coming up next week, you know, Kristen Welker. She deleted her entire account. I wonder why. I can't imagine. You know, I've known her for a long time. She's extraordinarily unfair, but that's all right. We did very well the other night with a person I knew was even more unfair, Savannah. In fact, nobody's seen Savannah for two days. What happened to Savannah? What happened to Savannah? They said, we'd like to give Savannah Guthrie. I said, that's all right. What difference does it make? They ask you a question, you give them an answer, right? What does it matter? But she was sort of jumping out of her seat. She was like flying for her. She was like, I told you, I told you. I said, I don't care what you told me. What does that mean? No, but we, got, we actually got A-plus marks on that, but it was very unfair. And then you watch Sleepy Joe get interviewed by George Stephanopoulos, nice guy, but he's a tough guy, and he's tough. I interviewed with him two weeks ago. Who's tough? He's given, like, these lobs, like, in slow motion, lobs. No, it's, uh, it's unfair, but you know what? It's so unfair, and we're president, and they're not, right? That's how unfair We're, we're. But they want to fund extreme late-term abortion. They want to pack. Well, you got to get out and vote. You got to get out and vote. Got to get out and vote. They want to pack the Supreme Court. You know what that is? They could end up with 16, 19, 20. They want to put far-left judges on the court. They're going to pick people so far-left. And you'll end up with far left justices like we've never had ever before. And our Supreme Court, instead of being what it is now revered, will end up being nothing. And they want to protect criminals and disarm law abiding Americans. They want to take away your Second Amendment. If Biden wins, the lawless demonstrators in our streets, and you see them all the time, they're Democratic run. You know, I always say Democrat. You know why? Because it sounds worse. They should actually change their name to the Democratic. Democrat sounds lousy, but you know what? That's actually their name. The Democrat Party, right? The Democrat Party. So I always say Democrat. They say Democratic. I said, why don't you try changing your name officially? But the lawless demonstrators, and they are, they're all Democrat-run cities and states. Almost every single one of them and they don't want to really take care of it. They don't want to take care of law enforcement. They want to cut. You see what's going on in Seattle? First of all, the police, who we love, are, they're all quitting. They're all leaving. And they'd still be occupying Seattle, except they found out that we were going in the morning that they all raised their hands. The reason they raised their hands is we were going in that morning. We're going to take over. Can you believe it? We're going to take over the... The section, the large section of Seattle that these anarchists had. They're anarchists, that's all they are. But you know, in theory, law and order is right. In theory, we have to be asked. We have to be asked to do it. The federal government has to be asked. But we went into Minneapolis, and you know what happened? How long did that take? About 30 minutes? Remember, they formed a line, they formed another line. They were not socially distanced, which is very bad. In fact, we, they were very close. They had the world's most expensive uniforms on. They had helmets that cost a fortune. There was more computer stuff going on in those helmets. But you know, under the helmets, great brains and, and tough. And they formed those lines. And then they said, okay, let's go. This is after two weeks of destruction in Minneapolis. That's why we're going to win Minnesota for the first time since 1972, Republican Party.
Now, it doesn't hurt that in Minnesota they have Ilhan Omar, who hates our country, who's broken the law, but she's broken the law. Let's see what happens, but she's broken the law. But she hates our country. No, we're going to win. We're going to win because of what we did with Minneapolis. We saved Minneapolis and we saved Seattle. I mean, Seattle was going real bad. And do all we want to, do you want to know the truth? We're sort of saving the whole country, if you really think about it. And that's why we have spirit the likes of which I don't think any campaign has ever had. That's what's happened. That's what's happened. You know something, uh, I just left Michigan, you know that. Look forward to coming over here, but I just left. And the early voting is going, you know, big. It should. It should go like, it's supposed to go like 70, 80 percent to the Democrats. And then we come in with the big red wave. It's going to be a wave like nobody's ever seen. Because our people want to get out and vote. So they'll start big heavy when it gets, you know, the early voting. But especially on that November 3rd day, we're going to be swamping it. But here's what happened. And this is early. So this is early. But, you know, still hundreds of thousands of votes. Here's what happened. So we're supposed to be down, you know, big. And then we catch it like a racehorse. A racehorse secretary would start off and on a ball. Well, that was what was supposed to sort of happen. And then you see what happens in the end. And I think we win. Right? But something strange has happened in Michigan. You know, we brought back many car plants. Many, many. They hadn't brought back a plant. I think it's 42 years. And we brought back many in expansion of the car plant. So in Michigan, a strange thing has happened. We're leading substantially in the early voting. What's that all about? What is that all about? Because something's happening out there. Look at, I mean, take a look at this crowd. You can't see it. As far as the eye can see, yeah, people. As far as the eye can see. This election day, the people of Wisconsin. And you know what? We win Wisconsin. We win the whole ball game. It's a... I mean, what the hell do you think I'm doing here on a freezing night with 45-degree winds? Uh, what do you think? Think I'm doing this for my health? I'm not doing this for my health. I'm doing it for that. And I'm doing it for that. How beautiful that is. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. But this election day, the people of Wisconsin must stop these anti-American radicals by issuing Sleepy Joe Biden. He has no clue anyway. Look, let's not kid ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. He's shot. Okay, I don't care. Think of it. Think of it. Because this puts pressure on you. I am running against, perhaps, in the history of presidential politics, the worst candidate. Obama wouldn't even endorse him. They ran together, they went together, yes. And then even after he won, I didn't think Obama, it took so long, right? And now I heard uh, today, they said, sir, what? Well, we have a little problem, what? Obama's gonna campaign for him. I said, well, that's good news. He campaigned harder than Hillary Clinton did for Hillary. And it just made us stronger. I want him to campaign so much. I want him to campaign, you know, because uh, we're gonna do even better. But it is true. By issuing Joe Biden a tremendous defeat 
at the ballot box. But it's not Joe Biden. Remember this. It's a radical, left, sick ideology. Okay? An amazing poll just came out. 56% of the American people, Gallup poll, right, say that they're better off today than they were four years ago under the Obama-Biden administration. And that's a record. That's a record. And think of what we're saying. And by the way, that's a record. 56% of the people. And that's during, and we're rounding the corner. We got the vaccines, all that. But even without it, we're rounding the corner. You'll see it. We're rounding the corner. And we have unbelievable. The vaccines are unbelievable. And frankly, except for a little politics, but we have unbelievable vaccines. They're coming out real soon. And the therapeutics are unbelievable. And the cures, excuse me, I'm here. I didn't feel so good, I'll be honest with you. I hadn't been sick in a long time. I don't have any time to get sick. It's good. You know, if you're busy, you don't get sick because you have no time. You don't think about it. But I wasn't feeling so good. I wasn't feeling like your president has to feel. I wasn't feeling like Superman. And all of a sudden, the doctor, we have great doctors. One thing with being president, you got more doctors than any human being. I'm lying down on a bed. I got 12 doctors from... Johns Hopkins Hospital, University, great people. All great. I mean, talented, great people. And they love their president. They love their country. But I have doctors. They wanted to touch every single part of my body. I said, doctor. <laughs> but I didn't, you know what? I didn't feel great. And uh, there's a drug. It's Regeneron. It's a transfusion. And all I know is the next morning, I felt stronger than I've ever... I wanted to get out there, and I wanted to make new trade deals for your jobs, and I wanted to do a lot of things. We've done a great job, a lot of jobs. It's just a great job. But the most menacing aspect of the Biden-Harris agenda is their attack of law and order. And I was a big part. You know, I came in and I had your sheriff and what a great guy, Beth. I had your sheriff's endorsement and a lot of other endorsements in Kenosha. You ever hear of a place called Kenosha? Because if I didn't get involved, there would be no Kenosha right now. There would be no. And I wish they called earlier. I wish we could have gotten in a little bit earlier, but that's okay. And say what you want. I'll tell you what. I give you governor credit. Unlike Oregon, because we could solve, we could solve Portland in about, I'd say, 22 minutes. Okay. They're anarchists. They're wise guys. They live in the basement with their parents. Not with Joe, but with their parents. Different basement. A different basement. They go home with their parents. But wise guys, right? Antifa, radical left. You know, nobody likes to say it. They're Antifa, they're radical left. But they're wise guys. We could solve that in, in two minutes, but they don't want to do it. At least your governor said, Let's go in and let's solve the problem. And we solved. It was late, but better late than ever. But we solved and we saved Kenosha. And I want to thank the sheriff. And I want to thank the chief. I want to thank all of the law enforcement. I was there. I want to thank the people that were helping rebuild their stores and their businesses. Kenosha. I never thought of Kenosha that it would be an important part of my life. But it did become because it was a terrible scene. And it wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault. But I, I'll tell you what, your law enforcement did a great job. We did a great job. And I want to thank everybody involved. Our law enforcement in this country, if you let them do fairly what they do better than anybody in the world, 
They wouldn't have any problem. They wouldn't have any problem. You look at what's going on in New York under Democrats. You look at what's going on in Chicago under Democrats. Portland, Oakland under Democrats. Baltimore under Democrats. We have a great young Congresswoman hopefully running in Baltimore. She's going to be fantastic. I hope she gets a shot. Republican. I hope she gets a shot. Today, I want to explain to you the threat that their far-left plans pose to the safety of your family, your community, and your country. If you give the power to Democrats, the radical left will defund, disband, disarm, and dismantle police departments all across America. Asked if he supports slashing police funding. You saw this last week. He said, yes, yes, absolutely yes. He said, honestly, look, he didn't even understand the question, but that's what he said. It's just like fracking, right? He said, there'll be no fracking for a year. There'll be no fracking. Then he gets lucky. Elizabeth Warren refuses to get out so Bernie can have the nomination. So Joe lucks into it on a Super Tuesday. And now he's standing in Pennsylvania and they want to frack because they have a million fracking jobs and because we're energy independent and things. So he goes from saying for a year and a half, there will be no fracking. I wanted to put it on a screen, but it was so windy, we would have needed like 15 cranes to hold up the screen. Would have been a giant sale, but we have it. He says no fracking like 18 times. He then becomes the nominee, goes to Pennsylvania, which we're going to win too. He goes, you know, because, because in Pennsylvania, I know it well, I went to school there. In Pennsylvania, they believe in law and order. And they believe in energy, and they believe in intelligence, okay? They believe in intelligence. But so he now goes to Pennsylvania, he gets hit hard, and he all of a sudden says, I never said that, there will be fracking. First of all, always follow with these politicians, because, you know, I've only been doing this for a short while. How the hell did I become president, you know? No, I've only been doing it for a short while. But one thing I've learned, but I've known politics, I've been dealing on the other side of politics. One thing. It's the first thing they say that always matters. And he said it for a long time, along with everybody else in his party. And there's no way he could not do what he didn't agree to in the first place. So he gets up and he says, in Pennsylvania, no, no, we will frack. We will frack. And the whole place, and not once he all the, you know, the fake news media back there. Nobody said to him, nobody said to him, but for a year and a half, for a year and a half, you said there'd be no fracking, and now you said there'll be fracking. And nobody asked him that question. It's an incredible thing. You know why? Because they're fake news. Only in Wisconsin can this happen. But I know you will. As long as I'm president. We will never defund the police. We will strongly defend our police. And I will always stand with the heroes of law enforcement. Now, I think I'm endorsed by every law enforcement group all over the, the country, beyond the country. I, I get world endorsements. It's the craziest thing. I said, I never knew I was that militant. And I'm not militant. You know what? I want common sense. I want people to be safe, right? I want people to be safe. The Biden plan calls for abolishing cash bail. Oh, that's wonderful. You have a murderer. They want to abolish so there are people all over. Look at what happened to New York. They abolished cash, cash bail. Your crime went up like 200%. It's terrible. 
And it's common sense. It's not like you have to be tough or not tough. Or It's common sense. They're going to release 400,000 criminals onto your streets and into your neighborhoods if Crazy Joe becomes president. It's not even conceivable. No, no, running against him, it puts such pressure because I'm running against the worst in the history of presidential. And now if I lose, can you imagine if I lose? I will have lost to the worst candidate, the worst candidate in the history of presidential politics if I lose. What do I do? I'd rather run against somebody who's extraordinarily talented. At least this way I can go and lead my life. But we're not going to lose. We're going to win. We're going to win at numbers. We're going to win in numbers. Right? Now, that's why I can't lose. That might be the second most important. You know what the first most important is? Because we're going to make America greater than ever before. That's what the first Their plan also includes disarming law-abiding citizens, namely taking away your second amendment. Think of it. While turning the entire country into one giant sanctuary for criminals, illegal aliens, including those charged with rape, assault, murder, killing. For the, the wall is almost built. I am very proud of that because any guy, you know, being a developer, you just learn how to do it. But we had an entire very powerful party. That's all they have. They have two things. They have a very powerful Democrat party that always sticks together. They don't have any of these rebels that we have in the Republican Party. Call, I call them stupid people. Okay. I call them stupid, stupid people because they play right into the hands. But the Democrats really don't have that. They have two things. They stick together like you've never seen. They are smart and they're vicious. Like, let's impeach him even though he did nothing wrong. You know, they're vicious. They're vicious. Now, what we have is we have much better policies, like how about we want a strong border? They don't want to have a border. They want to have open borders, right? We don't want sanctuary cities. We don't want to protect criminals. We want jobs. We want low taxes. You know, we have a lot of good things. But I tell the Republicans all the time, a lot of people say I have a lot of influence over the party. You say you got to get tougher. You got to get, you know, only fairer, but you got to get meaner, but you got to get tougher because they play a tougher game. But we have these rebels and all of, you know, they think they're hot stuff. By the way, they usually end up outside of politics in a very short time. We make sure of that. For the entire summer, Biden was silent as radicals, anarchists, arsonists and vandals rampaged through Democrat-run cities in Minneapolis, Chicago, New York, Seattle, Portland and other places. Biden called them peaceful protesters. Remember the guy on CNN? He's standing there and he's saying, this is a peaceful, his hand is shaking. This is a peaceful. I have no idea. It's Ali Velcher. You know, I have a really good Ali Velcher. Shaved head, right? Shaved his head. I'm thinking about doing that. That way I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry. He shaved. No, he shaved it all off. He doesn't have to worry about foam. Hmm. How does it look, darling? How does it look, First Lady? How does it, darling? You're the most handsome president. 
I said, First Lady, am I the most handsome president ever? Yes, absolutely. I said, who could top me? Well, she said, well, JFK was good looking, but nothing like you. Nothing like you, Don. <laughs> Thank you. Now you go home and you see this crazy CNN. Fortunately, their ratings are terrible, which is great. But you'll see them say, Donald Trump said he's better looking than JFK. You'll see. They're sick people. They got a lot of problems. But fortunately, they're not doing so well. Earlier this month, rioters laid waste to suburban residential neighborhoods just outside of Milwaukee. Biden will appease the rioters and the looters and the anarchists, and I'm having them arrested. You know what we're doing. We're having them arrested. And you know, when they knock down statues, you notice that's very much stopped, certainly with federal statues. A little thing happens. It's amazing how quickly it stopped. They go to jail for a period of 10 years, you know? It's amazing. They were getting all set to take down the incredible statue of Andrew Jackson right by the White House, right? And I said, we can't let that happen. And I'll tell you what, the police went out and they charged. It was an incredible thing, you know, because today everyone wants to be so damn politically correct. The police are afraid if they touch somebody or speak to somebody rudely, they'll be destroyed. Their pension will be gone. Their family will be gone. Now, we got to protect our police. We're going to take care. They're going to be fair. And you're going to have problems and you're going to have mistakes. And people will choke. You know, they'll choke and have a decision to make. They have a quarter of a second sometimes to make. And you'll have some bad cops. And we got to do something about those bad cops. And that happens. But 99.9, I mean, we have them. They're the most incredible people and they keep us safe. Right? They keep us safe. They keep us safe. So we have to take care of them. This year, more than 1,000 law enforcement officers have been viciously attacked. Nobody talks about that. You know, nobody talks about that. Several police officers have been very, very brutally murdered. You saw it a month ago with the two sitting in a car. And it's, a, I mean, that's just a horrible thing. The anti-police rhetoric of Joe Biden and the Democrat Party is really what causes a lot of this, too. But it puts police officers in harm's way. It really puts them in harm's way. We can't let that happen. Biden referred to police as the enemy. He just referred the enemy, quote, quote, the enemy, and vilified them as an oppressive racist force. I mean, this guy's gotten just beaten up. He doesn't believe that. I really don't believe. I shouldn't say that. But I don't believe he believes it. Joe's running mate. Oh, how do you like her? Did Mike, did Mike Pence do a great job? Did our great vice president do a great job? Never let you down. It was just too easy. I said, Mike, that was just too easy. That's not. Oh, she was just terrible. She was terrible. I mean, I, I couldn't believe he picked her. Right? I've said it a lot. She treated him worse than any. What, they have 27 candidates, right? 27 for this job. I could tell them it's not that easy. Well, don't forget, we have done more than any administration in the first three and a half years in the history of our country. We've rebuilt our military. We've cut more regulation than any other administration by a factor of a lot. And we all did this. We have more federal judges by the end of the first term than any other administration. 
In fact, percentage-wise, the only one that has more, there's only one president that has more, percentage-wise. Not the number, because we'll have 300, maybe even more than that by the end of the first term. But there's only one president that has a higher percentage than I have. Do you know who that is? George Washington. Give him a hat. Give him a Make America Great Again hat. We'll say Make America Great Again hat. Again, again. We made it great again, and now we're going to make it great again because we had to close it up, save two million lives, and now we're opening it up, and we're doing record numbers, and you'll hear. Joe's running mate in America's most liberal senator, Kamala Harris, recently urged their supporters to donate to a fund that bailed out the rioters who did so much harm and even physical damage to people, but damage in Minneapolis and they wanted to bail him out of jail, and she was heading up a group to get him out of jail, and including a really bad attempted cop killer. He attempted killing a policeman. Thirteen members of Biden's staff donated to the same fund. You know, by the way, they talk about fundraising, right? I w I'm good at fundraising. I could be the greatest fundraiser in history. I'm the president of the United States. I'm like a really smart guy like you are. But I'll tell you what, well, think of this, think of this. If I wanted to pick up a phone and call Wall Street, say uh, the big firm, say, yeah, I got to raise X dollars, they'll do it, everyone. I mean, it's so easy. It's so easy. I could have more money. The problem is, if you do that, what happens is when they call you in two months, three months, four months, because they need something, you got to take their call and you got to do it. So Biden is raising a lot of money because they're promising all these things to all these people. Now, I, I have a much better platform because I am the president, right? I could raise money. And then the fake news goes out and says, you know what, we're doing great. We're doing great on the small donors. The small donors, like $61 a piece and stuff. But I could raise more money than anybody in the history of politics. But I don't want to call these people and say, do me a favor, the head of Goldman Sachs. I don't want to say, do me a favor, all these people. Nobody could ever raise money like me. I just don't want to do it because it puts us all, meaning us. I did this for us, not for me. Believe me, I didn't. I didn't do it for me. I lost a fortune. This job, job has cost me billions, billions of dollars. Billions. They don't like to say that. Billions of dollars. And yet, if a man from Kuwait comes up and stays at one of my hotels for two hundred and fifty-nine dollars and thirteen cents takes a room next day, Trump takes Arab as a guest in one of hotels. I mean, you know, billions I lost. And that's okay, because I'm doing something that's the most important thing I've ever done. I don't care. There are a lot of rich people around. What the hell difference is that? But I've lost billions. You know, I never talk about it. They never talk about it. So I get paid, I guess, $400,000, $450,000, and I give up my salary. I don't get it. You don't read that. You don't read it because you know what? It's not good for them to say that. But and I don't talk about it. But tonight I'll talk about it. So I get the highest salary because you're the president and I give it up. I don't take it. So that's nice. But I would say it cost me two, three, maybe more billion dollars and all the work. I have good, good kids. They don't do jobs. They don't do. I don't say you can. Can you imagine if they want to go to the Middle East and do jobs all over the place? I'd have hotels being built in every city, in every country in the world. 
And I have great kids in there, ambitious kids. They'd like to do it. I say, you can't do it. And by the way, there's no legal reason you can't do it. But there is a big reason, psychologically. You cannot go to Saudi Arabia and all these different places that we protect and we do all these things and that buy a lot of our planes and a lot of our everything. You can't allow them. You can't allow them. So that's the way it is. But I would be the greatest fundraiser in the history of politics. But if you don't mind, we don't need the money, you know? And we won't do it that way. But they're raising a lot of money. And every time I see them raising a lot of money, I say, because I know exactly what's going on. Deals are being made. That especially when you look at Joe Biden. I mean, look at what's going on with that family. The Democrat Party's war on cops is driving police officers to leave their jobs in record numbers. No one is hurt more by the left-wing crusade against law enforcement than African-Americans. They're hurt the most, and you look at it, and you know it. Last year, and by the way, large percentages of our policemen and women are African-Americans. It's a black community. Last year, in just four Democrat-run cities, over 1,000 African-Americans were murdered as a result of violent crime. This year, murders in Democrat cities have increased by more than 30%. And we'd help them. We'd help them. We want to help them. We say call. I say call. They don't want to call. More than half of the victims are African-Americans. Joe Biden and the left ignore these American victims. I never will. We're never going to ignore them. We have done more for the black community than any president with the exception of Abraham Lincoln. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Criminal justice reform. Obama couldn't do it. I don't even think he tried to do it, frankly, but he could have never done it. Bush couldn't do it. None of them could do it. None of them. And it was desperately needed. Criminal justice reform. I did it. Prison reform. We did it. We did things nobody. How about opportunity zones, right? So great for Hispanic. So great for the black community, the jobs. We worked on that with a great senator from South Carolina, Tim Scott. Great senator. Historically black colleges and universities. You went to one. Oh, which one did you go to? I love them. Very good. That's a good one. I don't know if I could have gotten in. That's too good. That's too tough. That's a good one, right? That's good. Well, anyway, they have to be happy with me. But listen, so after three years, every three years, every year, some, the, a group of like 44 people, 44, 45, they'd come up, the head people at all of these colleges. And they'd come up and they'd, I'd see them. And the first year I saw them, I thought it was routine. And they're up because they needed money for the colleges. I said, oh, that's interesting. Second year, I said, what are you doing back here? Why are you back? So we have to come every year for years and years, decades. They've been coming up every year. And then I see him the third year and I say, wait a minute, let's get this straight. You mean you come up here every three years to beg for money? He said, we beg for money and we feel like beggars. He's the one gentleman who's great. He told me exactly those words. He said, they make us come back every year. Obama never did it. Obama never did it. And I said, so wait, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you long term funding. And here's what I did. I got them more money than they were asking for. And now for a 10-year period, and I said, the only bad news is I may never see you again. I may never see you again. But we did that for the black community, and we did a lot of other things. And I say that nobody's done more for the black community. But with all of that, the biggest thing of all is criminal 
justice reform. You know about Alice Johnson, and we have so many people like Alice. She's an incredible person. Ask yourself this question. Do you want to vote for the candidate supported by anti-American rioters, or do you want to vote for the candidate supported by so many of our great people and the heroes of law enforcement? And that's what it is. You know, Biden made a speech, I think it was today. I mean, he makes so few of them. I think, you know, he stays in his place in Delaware. And I like Delaware, but does he ever leave Delaware, right? But he made a speech. There was nobody in the audience. And they never say this. They never say it. We come here, take those cameras and show the police. Please, okay, you know? We come here. No, I'm telling you, today, they, they, I think the camera slipped. Because in his case, they shouldn't show the audience. In our case, they should. And the camera must have slipped. And then we, there was like nobody there. He's speaking and there's nobody there. And I'm saying nobody reports that. And he never leaves this little area. And you know, I'll tell you what, as president of the United States, I met with Gold Star families the other week. I, met with, I meet with a lot of people. I cannot. I have an obligation. I can't lock myself into a basement in the White House. I can't lock myself into a beautiful bedroom at the top of the White House. I can't, where you'd be, you know, there's no risk, no nothing. I'm, I'm the president of the United States. And I would often say, I would often say, I meet people, and these are incredible, like the Gold Star families. They lost sons and daughters, and husbands in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places. And I can't say, I want to cancel the meeting. And I, I met about 48 families. And you know, when they come up to you, and they're close to you, and they were tested and all, but you know, there's questions all about everything, right? This is a very difficult situation. And when they come up to you, and they want to say, my son was so brave. And they want to tell you, the it's amazing. I mean, their son died three or four years ago. This is all, in almost all cases. I say, so tell me what happened. Sir, my daughter was a helicopter pilot, and she was so good. She was so good, sir. And she was, she was shot down, sir, in Iraq. And, and then they tell me what happened and how brave and how great. And, and I can't say, do me a favor. Stand, you just can't do that. And I say, every time I meet with groups of people, it's not all like that. It's also other people, and you meet with generous. But I can't cancel, like cancel culture. You know, they want to cancel everything, right? I can't cancel these people. I have to take care of our people. And every time I do it, I say, you know, it's risky. And sure as hell, I caught it. And now I guess they say I'm immune, so you can... I'm immune. And I got better fast. I got better fast. I can now jump into the audience and give you all a big kiss, the women and the men. I'll kiss I'll even kiss the men. I'll kiss those big, powerful men down there. I won't love it, but I'll kiss them. Anyway, so no, it's, uh, you know, it's an incredible thing. But I have an obligation. I can't say, somebody said, why did you do this? Why did you do this? I said, because these meetings are so important to people. And you're the president, and I can't do that. And what happened, and I always said, after, I said, boy, that's risky, probably, I guess. But, you know, whatever it is. And really, I got really well taken care of. And I really believe that this therapeutic or this cure, it was incredible. And you know, we're going to make what I had available to everybody free. Free. 
It's incredible. The antibody. I think the antibody is the best thing. We're going to make it free. So, uh, you know, and we, it's been incredible what we've been able to do. If you support our police, if you stand with the heroes of law enforcement, then you must defeat the Democrats on November 3rd. You have to do it. You have to do it. And by the way, I, you know, I hate to say it. I got a little briefing. I've been here before, as you know, but I got a little briefing on the area. You know, this is a Democrat area, but it's a Democrat area that really likes Trump a lot. And a lot of us are, are really great, really great workers. And the workers like me. You know who doesn't like me? The heads of the union, they never like me. You know who does like me? The people in the union, they like me. But, but I'll tell you, this is largely, you know, a lot of Democrats. And many people in this audience are Democrats, but they're Democrats are going to vote for Trump. And we do great here. We do great here. And, and I appreciate it. And I take care of our workers, and I take care of jobs. And China will not get away with what they got away with. They're not going to get away with it. Not going to get away with it. We just finished an incredible trade deal. In fact, two weeks ago, the largest order of corn in the history of our country. The largest order of soybeans in the history. The largest beef order, cattle, the beef order. And there's all of that's good, but you know what? Not the same. It's not, does that make sense to you? It doesn't mean what it would have meant had they not put us through. Because they stopped it from going into China but they didn't stop it from going to the rest of the world, including our country, Europe, the rest of the world. So, uh, so you Democrats, some of, oh, by the way, just seriously, without a big deal, I'm just curious. Raise your hand if you're a Democrat. Seriously, this is just interesting. I'm going to do a poll that costs nothing, right? I like these polls that cost nothing. You know, they do a poll, it costs a million dollars. They interview like 12 people, right? Then they wonder why their polls are off, you know? We've interviewed 253 people. They oversampled Democrats by 28%. Trump is down five. I said, yeah, but you're interviewing mostly Democrats. Did you ever see that? I guess there must be a legal reason why they have to put it. But they oversampled by 18, 20, 21%. Uh, how about last election? So I was down in all nine places that I had to win. That wasn't a good feeling, you know, wake up. How are we doing? Well, you're down in all nine places. By the end of the evening, I won all nine places, you know? Well, think of that. Other than that, they did a great job of polling. They even had me believing it for a while. But what I didn't believe, because we had a lot of spirit four years ago. And by the way, nothing like we have now. This is, this is far greater. You know, this is still 17 days out. And you know, it sounds like very little, but that's a lot. That's a lot. Normally, a crowd like this would be like for the night before for a candidate, one-time shot. We have this all over. You had to see what we had in Pennsylvania, in Florida. We were in Florida. We had, I think, 41,000 people all over. We were in Atlanta. We were in, uh, we just got back from Georgia. I mean, it's like this, but the spirit. We have much more spirit now than we ever had four years ago, and we had a record. A record. But you know what? The media is more corrupt and they're worse. The media, it's not, it's not really Biden, because you know, you can't add, she was tougher, she was smarter. Look, Hillary was a lot smarter than Sleepy Joe, let's not get ourselves. She was a better candidate. Well, I don't know, look, you know, we'll see how it all turns out, right? What's a better candidate? It's a better, but, but she was much sharper, she was much smarter, but it's not that. The media has become crazed. 
and the big tech companies have become crazed. They won't let the fact that we caught him in a total corrupt deal, they won't let the news get out. They won't let, and in all fairness to Fox, I have my own problems with Fox, but at least Fox is letting it out. And I'll tell you who's incredible. A newspaper called the New York Post, the oldest paper in America. It's the fifth largest paper in America, and they are all in to finding out about all of this Joe Biden. Forget about the family. Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, it really is, right? It's really corruption, but it's Joe Biden corruption. So we're thrilled to be here with some incredible people. And you're going to be joined by a man, and I mean this too. You know, I say, oh, everybody's wonderful, and then half the time you can't stand them, but you got to say it. But this guy is wonderful. He's one of the smartest people in the Senate. A lot of people don't know that. See, I know that, because I do a lot of very complex things. And there aren't a lot of people that understand, but he understands. And nobody understands finance better. But now what he's doing on, he's the chairman of Homeland Security. What he's doing on corruption is unbelievable. And I am very proud of your state for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is that you have a senator named Ron Johnson. Where's Ron? Come here, come here. Come here. Come here, Ron. Would you get him up, please? Get him up. Come on, Ron. I got to get him up. He deserves it. He deserves it. Come on, Ron. Come on. Secret Service is worried about it. Don't worry about it. He is one of the greatest people. He's one of the greatest senators. And he, I guess, you know, whenever the hell you're running, you, I'll be here for you. I will tell you that. Please say a couple of words. Well, thank you, Mr. President. As I was saying in the, in the pre-program, what I admire about President Trump is his tenacity. You know, the, the unfair treatment in the press by the Democrats, by the deep state, it, it doesn't deter him. He gets up every morning. He wants to make America great. And... And he talked about the First Step Act. I, I was a witness. That criminal justice reform was dead. It was going nowhere until President Trump stepped up the plate and made sure he got it done, and he did. <laughs> Another piece of legislation that's very dear to my heart was something, again, it was, it was dead. It was going nowhere. It's called Right to Try. And I, Mr. President, I will never forget, in that State of the Union address, you started talking about this bill that I'd been championing, and I, you hadn't said the name yet. I'm going, I, I think he's talking about Right to Try. And all of a sudden he goes, we have to pass Right to Try. And I don't know if you saw me spring up like a jack-in-the-box. But again, that is President Trump's leadership. He doesn't get credit for it. But he wakes, he wakes up every day like the rest of you loving this country and doing everything he can to make it a greater country. God bless you. God bless President Trump. Thank you. He's a great guy. Don't lose him. Ron, when are you up next year? Next, uh, next time, two years, right? Don't lose him. I'll be here, Ron. I'll be fighting for you. No, he's really a great guy, and I'm glad you came up, and I, I'm glad to have you here, Ron. And really, we're very proud of you. 
We have some warriors with us and people that have been with us through the fake impeachment hoax. That was one of the great hoaxes. And don't forget, we have done, and Ron understands that better than maybe anybody, we've done more in three and a half years than any administration, first three and a half years, than any administration in the history. He mentions right to try. That's where a person is terminally ill and they can't get a medicine that looks real good, but it hasn't been approved because it has to go through this long process, which we've cut in half, by the way. But they can't get. So now they sign a document. And, you know, it was very complicated, but not for me. It wasn't complicated. I said, you take the liability away. But we had problems with the insurance companies because they didn't want. We had problems with everybody, including the country. They didn't want to get sued. So people would go all over the world. If they had some money, if they didn't have money, they'd go home and they'd just die. And now if we have something that may work, but it's two years away, three years away, they sign just a quick waiver. And we've had white right to try. And Ron, I don't know if you know the success rate. It's been unbelievable, the number of people. This isn't just trying. We have kept people alive and healthy and well and fully recovered. You know, but it's a very great thing. And I could never understand it because for years I said, why wouldn't they give somebody who's terminally ill a drug? And because they say, we don't want to get sued because they'll get sued. You know, the family will sue or something happens. I mean, I understand it all, but we got it done. They signed a waiver, but we got it done. And the, the effects, and you know what else happened? Side effect that nobody thought too much about? These companies that are trying to prove that their drug works, I'll tell you, if it works there, it works everywhere. It's incredible. And they're able to be able to speed it up, where they speed them up, because we've had some unbelievable stories. One in particular that I know, a young lady who spoke at our, at the National Convention, Republican National Convention. But the success rate has been incredible. So I want to thank you for that. You're right. You're one of the, the real authors of it. We want to also thank Glenn Grothman. Glenn has been incredible. He's been from the beginning by me. And I want to thank you, Glenn, for what you've done. A young, beautiful gentleman, Brian Style. Hi, Brian. What a job he's doing. What a job. This is your deal over here, right? This is good. This is it. Keep him happy, I'll tell you. It's a big future. Thank you very much for being here. And everybody knows Darren LaHood. Darren, thank you. Great job. Warriors. Warriors. You really are. You're all great. Wisconsin. You're producing good in Wisconsin. What can I tell you? The Wisconsin GOP chairman, Andrew Hitt. Where is Andrew? Thank you, Andrew. How are we doing, Andrew? Going to win this state? We've got to win it. We've got to win it. By the way, I wanted to ask, before, before Ron Johnson interrupted me, so who is, uh, who is a Republican here? Just raise your hand. Okay, that's a lot. Uh, seriously, don't worry about your hand. We all love you. Who is a Democrat here? Republicans, you better get out there and win, huh? No, and we really do. No, we appreciate it. We have a lot of them over there, too. We have a lot of Democrats, but we really do appreciate it. You know, because ultimately, we're looking for the same thing. We're looking for unity. We're looking for one country. And the question was asked a week ago, and they said, what about bringing the country together? Because I want that. And I said, we were there. Before the China virus hit us, we were there. And we were getting calls 
because the success was bringing us together as a country. We had the greatest employment numbers. We had the greatest African-American, Hispanic American, Asian American women, people with a diploma, people without a diploma, people that graduated first in their class at MIT, everybody. Everybody was, we had 160 million people working. We never had anything like it. And I'm telling you, I bet it was true with you guys. We were getting calls from people that you would least suspect. And the country was coming together. Then we got hit by the China virus and it was back to the drawing boards. But the country was coming together and it's going to come together. It's going to be success. And next year, we're going to have the most successful year economically, I think, that we've had. I also want to introduce the Republican candidate for Senate from the state of Illinois, Mark Curran. Mark? Great. I heard you were here. Good. 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 I like it. <laughs> That's great. Good luck. I hear you're doing well, Mark. Good luck. Great to have you. Thank you very much. Tell you what. Illinois could use a new governor. That guy doesn't know what's happening. They got to open up that state. They got to open up that state. Kids have to get back to school. You know, Barron had it, right? They said Barron, Barron Trump, my boy. My very tall young boy, he's very tall. But Barron Trump had it, and they said, sir, he tested positive. And like about uh, nine seconds later, how's Barron doing? Oh, he's all better. <laughs> no, young people, you know, they have, uh, we hate to admit it, they have the stronger, uh, they're very strong immune system, incredibly strong. We have to get back to school. We have to get back to school. You watch what happens. On November 4th, they'll all say, all right, now everybody, they're only doing this for politics. I really believe that. Because they want the numbers to look as bad as possible. So whether it's your state or whether it's uh, an Illinois or whether it's New York or whether it's uh, Michigan. Hey, we won the case in Michigan. The courts have now forced her. They said it was unconstitutional. Watch it was there. The only person in the whole state that was allowed to have fun and go bony and play tennis and do whatever he want was the governor's husband, right? Her husband was free to do whatever he wanted, but other than that, it was like a prison she was operating. This election is a choice between a Trump super recovery and a Biden depression. And you know, they're gonna raise your taxes substantially, like quadruple. There's the only candidate, you know, all my life I've been involved in politics, never from this side, but you know, a few years ago I said, let's give it a shot. But, but I've always been involved. This is the only time in my life, you know, I always heard it was good to cut taxes. I said, how do you say we're giving a massive tax increase to everybody? And it's everybody. Because, you know, you're getting thousands of dollars a year from my tax cuts. We gave the greatest, the biggest tax cut in history. And he wants to end the Trump tax cut. Now he's saying, well, I won't do that. The same thing like fracking, you know, I'm going to frack, frack. Okay, he, he just changed his mind. But he wants to end it. And don't forget child tax credit. That's $1,000 for every child. So he's going to end all that. So he was going to end. We're going to end. He didn't realize that the middle-income people are getting a tremendous tax cut. And so, and if you add energy to it, because they'll drive energy through the roof, you know. They want to end fossil fuel. They're going to end fracking. 100% they're going to end fracking. I mean, this guy goes about, we're going to end fracking for, for a year and a half. Then he lucks out, gets the nomination, because Pocahontas refused to 
do what she should have done if she believes really in his philosophy of being a socialist, right? And he gets it. And as soon as he gets it, he says, no, no, we're going to frack. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But if you add energy to it, right, you add energy. We're talking about six, seven, eight thousand dollars a family. That's a tremendous amount. There's never been anything like that. So if you vote for me, you'll have the greatest. If he gets in, he's going to raise your taxes like crazy. If he gets in, and, and it's not him again, it's his people that tell him what to do. If he gets in, you have the greatest depression in the history of this country. Your stocks will go to hell. Everyone thinks stocks, oh, it's rich people. Everybody owns stocks. Your 401ks. Who has a 401k here? That's a lot of people. Okay. Are you practically at your all-time high, right? Your 401ks will be like waste paper basket stuff. They'll be right there on the floor. You'll have a depression the likes of which we've never seen, with the possible exception of 1929. Because I don't think it gets much worse than that. But you can't do that. You can't let this happen because he'll destroy everything we've done. You know, regulations, we cut more regulations than any administration in history. And regulation may be more important in terms of jobs and everything than even the biggest tax cut. It's the biggest tax cut in history. And I think the regulation cut, which is more than any president's done, no matter they were eight years or in one case more, it doesn't matter. Our regulation cutting was the biggest. He wants to put them all back. That means all these companies that moved to America, that moved to the United States, that came here because of lower taxes, because of all of the things that we've done, used to take 18 to 21 years to get a highway built, to get a highway approved. We've got it down to two years. And it may, and let me tell you, it may not make it if it doesn't work environmentally or if it's unsafe. But at least you're going to know. We're trying to get it to one year, by the way, and we're close to getting it. But it used to take, I mean, we have highways for 20 years they've been trying to get approvals. And then after that gets approved, it's totally different and it costs hundreds of times more money. If you vote for me, prosperity will surge, normal life will fully resume, and the next year will be the greatest year economically in the history of our country. Joe Biden would terminate our recovery with a draconian, unscientific lockdown. I mean, not that you're already in it. And he'll keep Wisconsin locked up, locked down, and closed for business. Biden will shut down the country, delay the vaccine, and prolong the pandemic. And companies will be afraid to invest in Wisconsin. If you, if you have this happen in our country, but you have a Democrat governor. I, I don't know him, but he's a nice guy, probably. But, but I will tell you, companies, big companies, very strong companies, companies like, as an example, Foxconn, they don't want to invest with these people. They don't want to invest. They don't have any security. They don't have any, they don't want to invest. I get in, companies like that will put more money in than they even promised. But they're very concerned. I mean, they, they have to have the right climate. So we are going to do things with Wisconsin, but we're going to do things with this country like, honestly, has never even been done before. And people will come together because of success. So we're delivering a safe vaccine very soon and a rapid recovery. Biden's plan will crush Wisconsin. My plan will crush the virus and will make Wisconsin greater than ever before. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen, fast. You know, we, you have a spike, you have a surge, but 
if you remember, two months ago, Florida had a big surge. It's now gone. The numbers are very down. It's totally open. Texas had a very big surge, and now it's down. Uh, if you look at Arizona, had a big, big surge. Great, all great governors, and it's down. It's down. All low numbers, really no numbers. And you're going to have the same thing. But you got to open up. You got to go open up. Got to get the place going. Joe Biden is the living embodiment of the corrupt political class that enriched itself while draining the economic life and soul from our country. I mean, 47 years, he says, well, I should have done this or that. I said, Joe, you were here for 47 years. You never, I always hated when he says that I should have done something. I said, you know, and he only left a short time ago. It wasn't like they were, you know, 25 years ago. He's been at a high position for 47 years. I said, Joe, you could have done something. For the last 47 years, Joe Biden, you shipped away your jobs, shut down your factories, and you know it very well. You got hit hard here. Threw open your borders and ravaged our cities while sacrificing American blood and treasure in endless wars that were ridiculous in countries that you'd never even heard of. Joe Biden, they're all coming back. They're all coming back. Got a lot of them, most of them are back. Joe Biden is and always has been a corrupt politician. I hate to say it. And the Biden family is a criminal enterprise. It really is. It's a criminal enterprise. To be honest with you, he makes crooked Hillary Clinton look like an amateur. And China has already bought and paid for Joe Biden. Let me tell you, if Joe Biden became president, China will own this country. China. China will own. You know, they're paying us billions and billions of dollars a year. I charged them. They never paid us 10 cents. I gave $28 billion to the farmers, many of them right here. 28, 12 and 16, two years. I said to Sonny Perdue, Secretary of Agriculture, great guy, how much have we been targeted for our farmers by China? He said, sir, two years ago, $12 billion. And last year, 16, 28 billion. I said, that's good. We're going to target them. We took $28 billion. We had tens of billions left over. They went to the Treasury, our Treasury, by the way. Our Treasury, right into our Treasury. Not into China's Treasury, our Treasury. But we had $28 billion that went to the farmers, and a lot of you farmers got it. I also cut the tariffs between Canada, what they were doing to you, with 287% tariffs. So I'm not just running against Biden, I'm running against the left-wing media, the big tech companies. But if you think about it, the Democrats and the media are one and the same. When you look at MSDNC and you look at fake news CNN, then you look at the fake New York Times, the failing New York Times. And the good news is, look, well, I don't even call it good news, but when someday I leave, whether it's in four years, eight years, 12 years, 16 years. Now the story tomorrow will be with the fake news. He is a fascist. He wants to take over again. No, no. But when, at some point, I leave, they're all out of business. They're going to go out of business. They're going to go out of business. They know it, too. That's why I expect someday they're going to all get together and say, let's endorse him. I mean, you know, it's what... Because he's done a really good job, and they know that. This political class has nothing but disdain for you and for your values. They flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs, and crime, while living behind gated 
compounds in communities. They oppose school choice, so important is school choice, while sending their families to the best private schools. They attack the Second Amendment while employing armed guards for themselves. They want to get rid of your Second Amendment. It's not going to happen with me, I, I promise. I don't think they'll get Ron Johnson on their side. Ron, can I have your pledge, please? I will protect you. Okay, we got Ron Johnson. Fellas, we have your votes. In 2016, Wisconsin voted to fire this corrupt and decrepit political establishment, and you elected an outsider as president to finally put America first. To defend our workers and our national security, I took the toughest ever action to confront China's rampant theft of American jobs. When China targeted us, we targeted them, and it was very simple, and now we're providing all sorts of everything what we're doing for you. We have $13 billion coming to help our farmers, in addition to all of the money that China paid our farmers, including Wisconsin's incredible dairy farmers. How's the dairy business? Right? Anybody here do specialty milk? People don't realize that. Specialty milk, a very important. Is there anybody? It's a very small part, but it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Because I met with these guys, and what they were doing, ripping you off on the big stuff, specialty milk. And anybody do specialty milk? I don't know. It doesn't, you know what? It's so small, but it was, when I heard it, it was like 287%. Well, those days are over. When the Wisconsin timber industry was threatened, I imposed tariffs on dumped foreign goods and subsidized products, saving your timber jobs. And we have a long way to go. We can save a lot more. We got plenty of timber. I always say, why the hell are we taking in timber from other countries? We have it all over the place, right? And if they ever managed their forests in California and other places, you wouldn't have these forest fires. And part of that is cutting wedges. You know, you have to cut wedges and all that stuff is solved. We have so much timber, and I don't know, you know, I guess we're just nice people doing it from other lands, right? But we're doing good with our timber. We saved our timber jobs. If Joe Biden gets in, the radical left will shut down Wisconsin timber production forever. You know, they don't want to let you touch a tree. If you happen to touch a tree, they want to put you in jail for the rest of your life. I also issued brand new regulations to ensure American workers are first in line for jobs. We want American workers to be first in line. Biden will allow his donors to bring in a flood of cheap foreign workers and wipe out your middle class. We don't want that happening. Under my leadership, we achieved the most secure border in U.S. history. Our southern border is so secure. That wall, we're doing 10 miles a week, and we'll be hitting over 400 miles within a period of a couple of weeks. And it'll be finished very soon. And by the way, Mexico is paying for the wall. You do know, you know, they keep saying. So finally, they said, well, all right, he's built the wall. Let's not talk about the wall anymore. So now whenever they go, but Mexico's not paying. No, no, Mexico is paying. We're putting a charge at the border and every Mexico's paying us for the wall. But, but Mexico's been great to us because they have 27,000 soldiers all along our southern border. And I want to thank the president of Mexico, who happens to be a great guy. And they do have a big COVID problem. This is a good time to have a wall because, you know, we have that wall and it is not penetrable. It is just not. Remember, they used to talk about, we don't need a wall, that's obsolete, right? 
They wanted drones, drones, little drones flying all over. You know what the drones would be good at with cameras on them? So that we could watch all the people pouring into our car. Right? They wanted drones. Remember tr- crying Chuck Schumer? You know Schumer? He cries anytime. I've known him all his life. I've never seen him cry. But when he wants to get on camera, he cries so much. Crying Chuck, I call him. You know, because he feels so sad. He feels so sorry for people. Uh, don't worry about it. He doesn't. But crying Chuck. You understand what I mean. Crying Chuck. What a beauty. Ron looks like Bleh. Because not a good guy. But crying Chuck was talking about walls are obsolete. I said, walls aren't obsolete. And he said, no, no, we need technology, drones. I said, drones aren't going to help you. Other, I mean, they're nice. You know, we have all sorts of attachments to the wall. This wall is technologically very advanced. And drones are fine. But you got to have a wall. And then I said to a group of people, and they thought it was sort of cool, you know, you do a computer today, you do a chip, you do anything today, it's obsolete in about 19 minutes, right? We've just developed a new computer, it's the greatest thing ever. Three weeks later, somebody does a better one, right? It's a horrible business. That's why I like real estate. You buy a good piece of land, it's good. I like it better. Simpler, right? But you know what? Everything's obsolete, like in 15 minutes, except for two things. And you know what that is, I've been telling you, right? A wheel and a wall. In a thousand years, you'll come back. And the only two things that you'll have that are very modern will be a wheel and a wall. Look at the wall they built over there. They took trucks and they put them together because they don't want any criminals coming in here. So that's a wall. If they had a drone circling up there, our great secret service, I think our secret service would be, who are the bad guys and who are the good guys? Look at that. They built a wall. That wall took them about uh, 12 minutes. But the two things are a wheel and a wall. Everything else is going to be obsolete in about 12 minutes. In the last three years, we've arrested over half a million criminal aliens, including those charged with murder, assault, sex offenses. We have over 6,000 murderers that ICE has apprehended in our great border patrol. And we owe them a debt of gratitude. Think of that. Think of that. 6,000 murderers we took off the streets. In some cases, they're so bad, we didn't even want to give them. We have to take care. I don't want to pay for them for the next long period of time. Frankly, it was up to me. I'm a person that believes in the death penalty, but what are you going to do? So controversial. So we'll end up keeping them for 50 years. We'll end up feeding them for 50 years. But, but look, look, let me just tell you, we have, we have what the job that ICE does and Border Patrol And, you know, like, this guy's a tough guy. You don't want the job. You don't want it. You don't want it. There's a couple of guys could probably, maybe you'd be good at it. I don't know. It looks pretty tough. You got to be tough. You know, these guys, the ICE guys, you'll see these these killers from the MS-13. They're total killers. Sit down, folks. They'll just relax. Look, they're so exciting. They won't sit down. Just sit down. But, but, you know, you get these killers. What, they'll be standing up in about two seconds. Well, that's a compliment, right? It should be a compliment, right? It's very nice. I appreciate it. But relax. Relax. What the hell else do we have to do tonight? The fact is, does anybody have a better time than at a Trump rally, right? But we don't call it a rally. We call it a friendly protest because legally, if I call it a friendly protest, you're allowed to be here. If you call it a rally, you're entitled to two people or something. So I said, let's call it a protest. So everybody raise your hand. This is a protest, right? 
That's actually true. Under the Biden administration, these criminals would be set free. Under the Trump administration, these criminals are put in jail or they're sent home. We have to, we can't do this. And by the way, the MS-13 gang members are the worst anywhere in the world. They don't even want, right? They don't even, I hope you didn't come into contact with one. No, you know too much about them. I don't know, I'm worried about you. Stand up, I'm worried about you. What the hell do you know so much about MS-13? Look at that guy. He, oh, you're not, is he with you? You know, what? Well, can I be honest with you? If he's with you, you have no problem. You got no problem. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you both very much. That's great. Great. But the MS-13, the killers, they're horrible people. And these people go in and they just, they go with, they call them a nest where they'll be standing. They'll just run in and start swinging and fighting. And they always come out on top. And you know what? Uh, there aren't a lot of people that would be good at that job. And we have to respect those people that protect us like this. Immigration security is national security. Remember that. And we have to have borders. A nation without borders is not a nation. We don't have a nation. So on behalf of the United States, I'd like to extend my sincere, really sincere condolences to a friend of mine, President Macron of France, where they had just yesterday a vicious, vicious Islamic terrorist attack, beheading an innocent teacher near Paris, beheading a, her a horrible thing. And they've apprehended nine people, who knows? But uh, we've been very, very strong on radical Islamic terrorism, and we do have a ban. People said, oh, that's such a terrible thing. Remember I put the ban on? And then we got sued and we lost, lost, and then we won in the United States Supreme Court. We've also invested and France is having a hard time, and Macron's a great guy, and I just want to say uh, whatever we can do. We've also invested $2.5 trillion, with a T, trillion dollars in the U.S. military, which was totally depleted when we took over, including major contracts to build new warships that save the historic shipyard right here in Marinette Marine in Wisconsin. We gave you billions of dollars. A lot of states wanted that contract. I gave it to you. And I came to Marinette about uh, three months ago. And they do a great job. But a lot of people wanted that. A lot of states wanted it. And it's okay. I'm going to lose those states, but that's all right. I'll just remember that, Wisconsin. But we gave it. It's, gonna, it's a lot of jobs. It's actually a, a very big contract that gets bigger. But they do fantastic work. I looked at what they were doing. Incredible talented people. And you would have lost that shipyard. That's a big yard. You would have lost it. But we saved it. And we've done plenty. We launched the first new branch of the U.S. Armed Forces in nearly 75 years, the Space Force. And I withdrew from the last administration's disastrous $150 billion for nothing, plus $1.8 billion in cash, Iran nuclear deal. And if and when we win, if we win, the first call I'm going to get is from the head of Iran. And he's going to say, let's make a deal. You know, Ron, their economy, their GDP went down 27%. They're dying to make a deal. I said, look, you want to really see the election because you're not going to be in a position. You got to see the election. The first call I get will be them. 
And then I'll tell you the other calls, but I better not, because I'm going to just make the deal harder if I do. But plenty of other nations are going to be calling because they're going to want to make deals. I recognize the true capital of Israel and opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. And I also recognize Israel. By the way, every president, for many, many presidents, right? Every single president said they were going to do that. And you went back, how many presidents? Many, many, many decades. And they all said they were going to do it, and they never did it. Because I'll tell you what, it wasn't easy. Once I got to office, the pressure put on your president not to do it was incredible. And I told the story. I didn't take phone calls. I got calls from kings and presidents and prime ministers not to do it. Don't do it, sir. Don't do it. We don't want you to do it. You know. And it's going to be horrible if you do it, sir. It'll cause problems. Then finally, I said, I'll tell you what, uh, who's calling? A king. Who's calling? An emir. Who else is calling? Prime ministers, presidents. In one case, a queen. I was thinking about taking her call, but I finished it. <laughs> and I said, no, no, no. What are they calling about? They want to talk you out of moving the capital of Israel to Jerusalem. I said, really? It's very important. Okay. Tell them that I'm going to call them back on Thursday. I had the press conference on a Tuesday. So I said, tell them I'll call them back on Thursday. I look forward to talking to them. I then announced that we were doing it, and we had Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And then I called back the heads of all these countries. Yes, King, what can I do for you, President of the United States? Well, I wanted to talk to you about Israel, but it's already been announced. Oh, gee, I wish I got to you a little bit sooner. I'm sorry. No, it's much, much easier than, you know, like, uh, what do we need? So I got back to them. They were all very disappointed. And you know what? We opened, and it was going to cost anywhere from a billion to two billion dollars. And I said to my very talented, who is one of the greatest lawyers in New York, David Friedman, a great lawyer, I said, David, see if you can get a piece of land cheap or a piece that we already own, because they want to spend two billion dollars to build this thing. I said, we can do it cheaper calls me back two days later. Sir, we have a piece of land with a building on it. I think we can renovate it for $350,000 and it'll be nicer than the one they want to build. So we did it for $350,000. I actually, first time in my life, I said, David, I've never said this before. It sounds too cheap. Make it $500,000. <laughs> so instead of spending a billion to two billion, probably would have never got built. You can imagine the cost overruns, everything else. And this was a better location, a bigger piece of land, a better view, better everything, safer, better part. You know, we got there early. We have the best land, right? That's why I said it. I said, David, no matter where you are, we were always there first, right? If you want a good building, buy a post office. You know, it's always there. They were always there first. But we were there first. I said, we must. And he said, we have a great piece of land, the building. We fixed it. It was an empty building. And it's beautiful. And we used Jerusalem stone which is a complicated thing, but I won't tell you about it. Very expensive, except if you happen to be in Jerusalem. And it's a beautiful embassy, and it's opened, and now we have the capital. And I'll, I'll tell you something. Think of it. Every single president, you go back during their campaign, they used to campaign on it, and nobody had the guts to do it. But we did it. Oh, look at you. We did it, right? Did I do it? And we opened the embassy three months later. Can you believe that? Instead of 10 years later, we wouldn't... We wouldn't have that thing open for 20 years. I also recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. 52 years they worked on it. I got it done in about two hours. And instead of endless war in the Middle East, we're forging peace without blood all over the sand. 
okay? And com- countries are coming in, and they all want to come in. And the fact is, I did more in 47 months than Joe Biden did in 47 years, and it's true. What he did was destruct. And now the Democrats are pushing the most far-left agenda ever put forward by a presidential nominee. The Biden plan would destroy your Social Security and destroy protections for people with pre-existing conditions. You don't know that. They want to spend all their money on this ridiculous Green New Deal for $100 trillion. It's, uh, it's crazy. Just AOC plus three. A poor student has no idea about the environment. All of a sudden, she's coming up with a Green New Deal. And we will not let them take your cattle. Don't worry about it. Your cattle are next. The cattle are next. Biden vowed to terminate our travel bans on jihadist regions. And he wanted to search. And they've agreed to this. This is the manifesto, I call it, with Bernie Sanders. Crazy Bernie. And surge refugee admissions by over 700%. This is agreed to. Opening the floodgates to radical Islamic terrorism. How's France doing? Not too good. Your state and your country will be overrun and overwhelmed, and it will never happen on my watch. Never, 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 never. Biden wants to ban school choice, the most important thing, school choice, and he wants to end charter schools, which have been so successful, because he's controlled by a group. But with that, Some of the most important people on this planet are teachers. Remember that. We love our teachers. We love our teachers. In a second term, I will provide school choice to every parent in America. And you know, when you talk about the black community, the Hispanic community, that's one of the great civil right developments in our country. It's called school choice, right? One of the most important things we can do. School choice and charter schools, but school choice. A vote for Republicans is a vote for safe communities, great job, just incredible jobs, and a limitless future for all Americans. It's really about the American dream. The American dream is alive and well. The American dream is alive and well. Thank you. Please, thank you very much. And I, I will say again, again and again, had we not been hit with this virus, uh, you would have seen things that, like you've never seen before. But we're going to have it back there very, very soon. We're setting records. We're going to have it back very soon. So in conclusion, over the next four years, we will make America into the manufacturing superpower of the world. And we will end our reliance on China once and for all. We've already started. We will hire more police, increase penalties for assaults on law enforcement, and we will ban deadly sanctuary cities. We will uphold religious liberty, free speech, and the right to keep and bear arms. Second Amendment. We will strike down terrorists who threaten our children and our citizens, and we will keep America out of 
these endless and ridiculous foreign wars. We will maintain America's unrivaled military might. We have the greatest military now in the world. When I took over three and a half years ago, you know it in the military, our planes were old, everything was old, our missiles, our rockets, our nuclear wasn't in the condition it had to be in. You never want to use it. You never want to use it. We hope to God we never have to use it. Now we have the greatest weapons ever produced by a single country, not even close. The hydrosonic missiles, I call them the super-duper missiles. They go seven times faster than a normal missile. Now, President Obama let that get away. They took our plans to Russia and other places. But now what we've done, because we had the technology like nobody else, so that missiles, rockets, ships, tanks from Ohio. We make them in Ohio. We kept the plant open. I kept that plant open. Lima. I kept, I kept the plant open. I said, you can't close this plant. The plan was to close it. I said, you can't, we make, it's the only place in the country. I visited, went to Ohio with Jim Jordan, a great guy. I visited and I saw the people and I saw the technology and the complexity. I said, you'll never be able to build a plant. You'll never be able to reproduce it. Anyway, we kept it open and now it's working 24 hours around the clock. Okay, all made in the U.S. New jets, the fighters, F-35s, everything new. And when I took over, our military, and you know it, the military people, it was totally depleted. We now have the greatest, with the envy of Russia and China and North Korea and every country in the world, there is nobody that has anything near our weaponry. And again, we hope to God we never, ever have to use it. But we will have peace through strength. That's what it's all about. We will end surprise medical billing, require price transparency, which goes into effect on January 1st, and further reduce the cost of prescription drugs. You know, I, you know, I invoked a thing, you know that what I did, you know, I invoked a favored nation's clause. So we are going to pay whatever the lowest price in the world. I said, that's what we're going to pay. The difference is 60, 70, 80, 90 percent reduction. I am not very popular, however, with Big Pharma. They're spending a lot of money on ads against me. When you see those ads, please remember your drug prices are coming down for a reason. The most powerful lobbyist in the world. They have the biggest lobby in the world by far. But uh, it's the only way. I mean, every year that what they were doing to people, no good. So, and, or maybe we'll make a deal with Big Pharma along the way, but they are spending a fortune of ads, and that's okay. I mean, people get it. It's going to be the biggest price reduction. You're going to go down 60, 70, 80, maybe 90% in some cases. We will strongly protect Medicare and Social Security, and we will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions. And they won't. America will land the first woman on the moon, and the United States will be the first nation to land an astronaut on Mars. We're getting very close. We will stop the radical indoctrination of our students and restore patriotic education to our schools. We will teach our children to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. You, you. 
And we will live by the timeless words of our national motto, In God We Trust. For years you had a president who apologized for America. Now you have a president who is standing up for America and standing up for the great people of Wisconsin. Get out and vote. So get your friends and get your family. Get your neighbors, get your co-workers. If you have a big, lazy boss, if you have a guy that's 150 pounds overweight, but he's a pretty good boss, but he's a little lazy, say, boss, I'm sorry, but you have to get up and you have to vote for Trump. You got to get out and vote. And you can request an absentee ballot today. And if you already have one, return that ballot right away or just get out and vote. That's what I like. From Madison till Milwaukee, from Oshkosh to Eau Claire. What beautiful names. I love Oshkosh. I love it. You know why? Children's clothing. I love it. I get plenty of it. Right? I know they're laughing. They didn't know I'm right. I had plenty of it. And from Green Bay to right here in Janesville, we inherit the legacy of Wisconsin patriots who gave their blood, sweat, and tears for our beloved nation. We stand on the shoulders of American heroes who crossed the oceans, blazed the trails, settled a continent, tamed the wilderness, dug out the Panama Canal, laid down the railroads. I mean, think of these things. Think of these things, what we're talking about. Raised up the great giant skyscrapers, won two world wars, defeated fascism and communism, and made America the single greatest nation in the history of the world. And we are making it greater than ever before. That's what's happening. Proud citizens like you help build the country. Now you help build this incredible country. And together we are taking back our country. We are returning power to you, the American people. With your help, your devotion, and your drive, we are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, with the incredible people of Wisconsin, we have made America powerful again. We have made this country powerful like it's never been. We have made America wealthy again. Our stock market is just about at an all-time high. Look at your stocks. Look at those 401ks. How would you feel if it went down by 100%? It's going to only go up. We have made America strong again. We have made America proud again. We have made America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Wisconsin. Thank you.